And we're here. What All is right, up, right. everybody? Cool, Happy cool. New Year! Told me we were here. Well, I'm confused. What's up, this everybody? Is the only Happy place New Year. that's around the place, so I reckon this must be the place. <laughs> are you the face? Are you the face that runs the place, or the champ that runs the camp? The champ that runs the camp. Look at this, Hoagie the Bowler. It's time. It's dudes it's time. and belts. <laughs> time. The Council of Vader approves. <laughs> <laughs> I have my Timmy Vader shirt on under this thing right here. The power of the little Timmy has been with me I, all I, day. I got and my dudes, got and belts. dudes I got my dudes and belts hoodie. There's so many dudes. That's a big. That's a big chest too. You could fit yeah, a lot of a dudes big dude. and belts on that chest. <laughs> the big gold one. Yeah, yeah. they uh, show off the Timmy Vader shirt. Huh? Show off the Timmy Vader shirt. I have not seen it in in action. Yeah, I watched Tim, I I watched the Timmy Vader bowl and the Timmy Vader shirt. Oh, you got the Pikachu I choose you. Look no, it's that. the dad shirt from Bulbasaur. The Timmy Vader uh, shirt. It's Timmy Vader time. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I made that shirt. Oh, it's hilarious. It's business. Fuller, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Hola. Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, how we doing? How was your New Year's chat? I ordered my dudes and belts hoodie when it first came out and still haven't gotten mine. I have no control over shipping, my friend. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're all at Johnny's house. They, uh, <laughs> it, it took me a while. It took me two weeks. Like I had, I, It took me two weeks to get mine. Yeah, I ordered mine about a week ago. So I'm waiting. Mike's detailing is here. How's it going, Mike? I watched Night of Champions 2013 on New Year's Eve. It was a pretty decent show. I watched fucking Ink Masters all fucking night. It was fantastic. I watched Although I, some episodes I, I of could've... Simpsons. I did watch Simpsons too. They they had that Dude. what that 31 hour marathon or something like that going on. I don't know. It's on Disney Plus. I just watched on that. Oh. Yeah. They they but had you, it on FXX. There's like a website that does like a random Simpsons episode generator where you just like click and it tells you, you know, season 23, episode 9, and you, and you just go watch it. Yeah, you know, like if you can't decide what to watch. I love the internet. There's a random Simpsons generator. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. the internet. There's, oh. a, there's a wrestling one. You can just, uh, random wrestling matches that you want to go watch. You pick like, do you want to see Street Fight? Do you want to see like a, like a spectacle match? And they're just yeah. like, here's what's on YouTube. See, so, yeah, I, I, I'll use the the network and just type in, you know, do a random number generator for to figure out which WrestleMania I'm gonna watch. Yep. Yeah. Just like personal, yeah. you know, you, you, we all have our personal favorites. Like, thirteen oh, is mine. Seventeen's great. The the Boston one is always just because it's yeah. Boston. It's yeah. the last WrestleMania they'll ever have in the Garden. Yeah. I hate to say that, but you can't have WrestleMania in Massachusetts anymore. Because you can't have it in Gillette because you can't predict the end of March, early April, Massachusetts. Hey, just, they've had it yeah. in New York. I mean, outside. they did the New York one, and they took a big gamble twice. on that. Twice. Yeah. yeah. Hoagie the Bullet. Gentlemen, how was your Christmas and New Year's? Christmas was good. Santa was good to the kids. Nice and quiet, just like it was, it was good this year. Nice and tight, nice and small. Santa was super good to the boy this year, and we had a... A COVID Christmas, my in-laws came down, but we all stayed six feet apart and wore masks. So that was fun. But Everybody's they wanted to see together, the grandkids. So, yeah, they wanted to see the grandkids. Don't blame them. Yep. 
fantastic. They quarantined for like 12 days before they came down just so they could see the kid. So awesome, awesome, awesome. Yep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first recorded episode of 2021. I hope everybody out there listening had a fantastic holiday. Good Christmas. Fantastic New Year. We have finally got past the hell, which was 2020. We made we, it. Yeah, we made it, we made it through. Everyone yelled Jumanji. I did. I, did. I, I text Jumanji out right on Facebook as <laughs> yeah. soon as I put Jumanji. I wasn't awake, so I didn't. <laughs> you slept. You slept, Jumanji. Jumanji. Yeah. That's okay. We, uh, I typed it in all caps, so I kind of did it for a couple of people. So if okay, anybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. it covers somebody. So well, mine hey, hey, are, aren't you getting to that age where on social media you type exclusively in all caps? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm still in my 30s. Later this year, okay. I'm 40 in July. But all not right. still in my 30s. Still know how to use it right. We'll be good. I don't okay. call it a pound sign anymore. It's a, it's it's a hashtag. I'm that generation that it's accepted hashtag. Yeah. It used to be pound sign when we were kids. It's right, hashtag. Yeah. It's hashtag now. That's fine. Whenever you saw the infomercials, it was like pound seven seven. Right, something. dial pound yeah. seven two five. You know, call nine one one for the the boxes on the outside, like on the highway. You dial like pound seven seven or something. Yeah. Like that. You know, yeah. but it's hashtag now. <laughs> My kids are like, "What's a landline? What's a, what's the cord? What the hell is that shit?" My yeah. Kid, no idea. That beer is a little warm. Oh, boy. Play him the uh, 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 Dom sometime. Play him like the dial-up internet noise and ask him what it is. I have. No, there's people (laughs) put it in like a meme. Sounds like meme videos and stuff on YouTube. And he's actually, he said to me before, is that actually what? Yeah, it's like, dude, yeah, that's what it took to get on the internet. Like 25 years ago, you had to yeah. deal with this ungodly screech in your face every, and it took like a minute and a half for AOL to connect. AOL Instant Messenger. That was it, yeah. man. And then if somebody picked up your phone, you were done. You were done. It was over. <laughs> yeah. it was absolutely over. If somebody right. picked up the phone, like, the, 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 like one friend, you're like, oh yeah, we we put a separate phone line in our house just for our computer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you thought they were rich. Wow, like, you got yeah, money. You, yeah. yeah. you have the internet and you could talk on the phone. Holy shit. <laughs> All right. That was a Napster kid. He sold everybody burnt CDs. <laughs> uh, Napster, LimeWire, all those fucking bootleg fucking websites. your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. New year. Same fucking intro. <laughs> all right. Let's start off 2021 with a bang, shall we? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the Death Drop Channel and the Rocky Mountain Pro Stream team proudly brings to you the single greatest wrestling jackass of the world. It is your boy, Johnny D Squid, Johnny motherfucking Death Drop, still alive after 2020 for your content viewing pleasure. On the left, we have one of the few, and I'm only going to say that because I don't know any as of right now. We have the Sunday Night Savior, the other Jeff. What's up, guys? On the top right, we have the one that still, for some reason, lives way the fuck up there on the <laughs> east coast of Maine. Well, well, it's where all his stuff is. I mean, the yeah. one and only yeah. Coastal yeah. Crusader, Brian Atherton. Happy New Year, everybody. 
And on the bottom right, we have our resident mass hole himself, Marky Pins. Yeah, guy, 2021, we made it. Same dudes, new year. Let's go. Yeah. And you guys are all expecting me to say the other guy's name, but guess what? He's not fucking showing up tonight. No. <laughs> Triple I will not be in attendance He's with us tonight. He's not here. <laughs> He's not here. So I know you guys have been holding back the triple stupid chance and everything in chat, waiting for this week, brand new year, 2021. Unfortunately, you're going to have to wait till next week because he is currently caught up with his own work and he's unable to make it on with us tonight. But he will be back next week. Don't worry. He did not Fuck. get. He did. He did not get he kicked has, off he has the like show. Adult responsibilities. Like, yeah. What's he even doing? Jesus. Yeah. On, on a Sunday night, even too. God. And this, my friends, is the dudes and belts wrestling chatcast. Baby. Nice. Nice. No cringe. No cringe. Good intro. I'm still waiting on your fucking part, you knucklehead. Apparently, 2020 is still behind. Yeah, I know. It's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Oh, speaking of baby, quick question for everybody. Does Adam Cole win the Royal Rumble in the next three years? Oh, good topic, Stata. I wasn't done my Just a thought. No, no. Let's get to that. Finish the... Yeah, finish the intro. My bad. Let him know. Let, let, I him, let him know what's up. Let him know what's up. If they're not, let him know what happened. What, what, you know. And if, if you're just not fucking not... down with that, we got a few words for you. It's still real to us, damn it. So, suck it. <clears throat> suck it, yes. Yes. Suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. As I stepped on people's toes. That's one of the so. greatest gifts. If you search Shawn Michaels DX, you just see him walking down the aisle. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. And it just rinse and repeats for like ever. It's perfect. So before we start talking about what we plan on doing for this show and all the future future episodes of 2021, let's get to Coastal Crusaders. Topic of will Adam Cole ever win the Royal Rumble in three years? I think he, not this year, maybe next year. Chat, what do you think? I'm trying, I'm trying to think if, uh, what what would make sense? Like, booking forward, would it make sense to have him win the Rumble, or would it make sense to have him win a, a Money in the Bank to get him to the main event of, like, a Raw or a SmackDown or something? That's a, that's a good, good point, too. I, I think it makes more sense to have the smaller guy like him win the Money, win in, the the money in the Bank. Than to win the Rumble when it makes more sense to have the Big E's and the Keith well, Keith I mean, Lee's win the Rumble. Yes, I I agree to an extent, but I mean he is basically the new Shawn Michaels. Yeah, they're he's both the same. Main event. I agree. Like I I, yeah. I I it'd be cool to see him win Money in the Bank, but he's a guy that could come up and very shortly yeah. not need Money in the Bank, be involved in a main title feud. Yeah, and, I, and I mean he, he showed a, a couple get there. like. You know, no, this past applied. December, November, like no, this past Survivor Series, the year before, I mean, he he main evented Raw with Seth Rollins, and then Friday night he main evented SmackDown with Daniel Bryan. 
I mean, those were two of the matches of the year that year. He's he's shown that he can go. I I mean, I, I think it works either way. If he wins the Rumble, that's cool. And it's a good program from the Rumble to Mania with him on the mic and doing promos. But if he's kind of like Edge, if he wins the money in the bank, you know, he's that opportunist type. Like, selfishly, I want him to get paired with Paul Heyman because I think that's just a match made in heaven. Oh, but um, I think he could, I think him with money in the bank is a fun thought, too. I agree. He could slide into both of those spots and main event in both ways, and it could be equally awesome. Yeah. I always thought it would be weird. No, I'm saying not this, but I always thought it would be weird if somebody won the Rumble and Money in the Bank, like they had Money in the Bank and won the Rumble. Like they so had that way they could, Yeah, that way if, if like they could just come, they could cash in at WrestleMania, but their, their match because they won the Rumble, they just come out and just demolish the guy with a chair and then just cash in and piff him over and pin him. <laughs> or you could have him the the guy who wins the rumble gets a main event shot he loses the match the main event match at wrestlemania and then cashes in and then wins yeah like right away as the as the yeah. champion's walking away then he cashes in and the champion has to come back in the <laughs> ring and with the most devastating move in wrestling right now the roll up <laughs> absolutely just well, back no, we don't we don't do big fours. The backslide back is how slides. the guy would lose no. the first match. No, <laughs> no backslide. throw the backslide in the first match just to fuck us all up. No and then it would slides. be a roll-up with the with the cash-in of the briefcase, one, two, three, and WrestleMania 39 is over. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, main event, backslides, all day. Yay, we like backslides. Big fours, no. No. <laughs> all right. Just Coastal Crusaders Lighthouse opinion. No. Say no to backslides. <laughs> Say no to backslides. That's a shirt. Say no to backslides. That is a good shirt. <laughs> that could be a shirt. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's 2021. Starting a brand new year. Same show for the most part. What we plan on doing for the foreseeable future is... In the beginning of every show, we're going to be doing a little segment called The Week in Review, where we are going to be reviewing all of wrestling, all current events from the past week, and so on and so forth. Obviously, we got a couple weeks to talk about. Fuck Dino Bravo, I'm moving in... (laughs) Moving on to a new wrestler. <laughs> oh, no. Man. New, new year, new Timmy Vader. New yes. year, new Timmy new Vader. Year, new Timmy Vader. So shall I suggest the Brooklyn Brawler for your enjoyment? Uh, Barry Horowitz. So, all oh, the Hebrew Hammer. So, starting tonight and going forward, the first hour or so of our show will consist of the Week in Review where we'll be talking about current events from the past week and so on and so forth. After that, that's typically when Triple I comes on. Then we're going to start talking about the main topic of the show, which tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be talking about none other than the great one, The Rock, and how and actually what he meant. Yep, that guy. What he meant to the Monday Night Wars. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Oh, he used to wrestle? 
Yeah. Yeah, he yes. was uh, back in the day. Dwayne, good. Dwayne used to wrestle. Yeah. Oh, I just remember him from the movies. Mm. He's been a lot well, of movies. Uh, uh, Walking he did wrestle for a little while. That before. one? Uh, yeah, Scorpion King. Yeah. And oh, the rundown. The rundown. The, the rundown. And in that between, in between, we are going to have our watch alongs. Like we got one coming up with the big four. We only do the big four. We and money in the bank. And money in the bank. That's We're going to add one. Five. Well, four because we don't do. Well, mania. we don't do mania. That's true. No. Yeah. Money in the bank takes the place of mania. Am I going to be on an iPad for Mania? Like, hey, guys, it's <laughs> So we're going to be doing our big four uh, watch-alongs like we've been doing. We're actually going to have a whole year this year to do it. Um, so that's also what's going to happen in between. This week is going to be the last week of the Monday Night Wars talk for a couple weeks because... I don't know if you guys have forgotten in chat. We got an interview next week. Oh, yeah? Do we, do we know who it is yet? He has not said anything yet. I got to message him tomorrow. And I, okay. sh- I, I should know by tomorrow. Because I'd like to get some, uh, mm-hmm. dig up some stuff beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Get some talking points, you know. Yep. He... If, it, if it's someone like Otis, would would really like to prepare, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It'd be. Uh... Pretty sure it's not going to be Otis. <laughs> oh, tucky, tucky! Oh, look at Timmy. And I f- am I finally on? I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, Timmy! Timmy, Timmy, Timmy! I, I, Timmy. I'm glad to see Timmy can show up for this show because he couldn't show up for our taping earlier. We had to move to tomorrow for the Ripping the Rack podcast. So, well, this know. is way more important. It, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the plan for the next couple weeks, folks. Whoops. So, new format to the show. Still the same dudes. Still the same fucking triple I. Chat will always be here. We'll have new names. We'll have regulars. Like Timmy Vader. Like Hoagie. <laughs> like Full Fula. Uh... Like Mike's Detailing. They're all here. DBA is here also. It's running late today, but I'm sure he'll pop in the chat later. We have we have the same group of guys every week. And if you want to be a part of this ever-growing community, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, all you have to do is just create an account for Twitch. It is completely free, worry-free. Twitch.tv is the actual website for Twitch. And if you want to specifically look our channel up, it's twitch.tv slash Johnny Death Drop. Create the account. Hit the follow button so you know exactly when the dudes and belts go live every Sunday night. And you can actually be a part of us in the action as it happens while we're recording. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I, I Some, saw what Hoagie that, put. The triple I get Brussels sprouts for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the stock was full of them, too. So, guys, we are always here every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You guys are always welcome to come and join this ever-growing community. And you guys actually get to see our face for those who are listening. So, Don't discourage them. Well, you know, <laughs> if, if the logo hasn't turned them away yet, I mean, the logo's got all of our faces on there. 
Yeah, but like we're cute, cartoony. There, we're like Disney characters. When they see me, it's like ah, Shrek, run! (laughs) Shrek, (laughs) run! (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the show on the road, shall we? Obviously, last Saturday we lost a very humble dude, extremely talented performer. Incredible athlete in Brody Lee. The tributes happened this past week. Before we start talking about the tributes and before we have our first week in review segment on the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast, let us do this for Brody again. Let's all take a moment. As we toll the bell ten times in honor of Brody Lee. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Hell of a talent. Ladies and gentlemen, this past week we had a couple tributes from both shows throughout the course of the week. Guys, what are your thoughts on the tributes? We'll start with Coastal. Well done. Touching. Uh, AEW's was... Really, really good. I I did cry. Um, Eric Rowan coming out kind of wrecked me. That was one of the breaking points. Like, but when when Tony Khan made minus one the forever TNT champion and hugged him, that 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 did it for me. Uh, I thought it was just a great touching tribute. I like, you know, pe- people kind of crapped on WWE for not doing a whole video tribute and everything at the beginning of Raw, but. I, I honestly thought, and I hope this was the case, that it was a classy move on their part because they released their Twitter video tribute with testimonials from people that knew him after uh, Dynamite uh, aired. So I, I kind of think it was classy on their part to let the company he was working for do it first. Uh, but I thought they were both well done. Um, Xavier Woods, I, I liked all the, all the uh, lariats. That everybody did on Monday night on Raw. I thought that was cool. And, and Wednesday, Drew McIntyre, too. Yeah, Drew McIntyre opening the show going, it's Monday night, you know what that means. It was pretty cool. Sunday? So, I mean, obviously, like like Coastal said, the Wednesday night, the AWs was was very, very touching from start to finish. Here, you know, the, the, the hearing Moxley talk about him. And Moxley even saying he, you know, couldn't really find words, and that's definitely not like him. Um, and then just how how they put all the matches together, and obviously the 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 very end with the 
with uh, you know Tony Khan in the ring, but 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 Cody in the ring, and Cody trying to like talk his way through, and you could see Cody like choking up, and he had to do that like shake it off and, and like man yeah, it up, yeah, to yeah, to it, you yeah, know, and, yeah, and went to 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 bring out you know minus one Tony Khan and uh, and and Brody's wife, and you know they come out with the boots and the and and the uh, the bandana, put them in the ring. You know, minus ones there, like looking down at it. It, it was definitely, definitely a tough watch. Well done, but like tough watch. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, it it was it was hard to get through, but I watched the whole thing and it was it was a uh, it was definitely touching. And I think I think everybody involved has done a pretty good job with with it. Where nobody's done anything tacky. Nobody's done anything. That they just to like gain views or or like try to monetize off of it. Um, so I, I think overall, all the company because even if if you've on social media what everybody's done and said and videos and everything that's been posted for the most part, it's all been all been done pretty well. And and if you look on uh, a handful of people on their pro wrestling tees page, if all the proceeds we're gonna for the, for the next for like the next month are gonna go towards Brody's family. So. Yeah, CM CM yeah. Punk, uh, Mick Foley, exactly. all of the Brody awesome. Lee shirts. Yeah, which I I did purchase uh, one of the Brody Brody Lee shirts. Uh, I'm gonna get next uh, one next week when we get paid. I'll be I'll have one. Yeah, Marky. Yeah, I didn't see WWE TV, and I haven't. I didn't get to watch much of it. It was kind of busy week at the lanes, but uh, very touched by what they did with his son, and and just that for what little I saw of it, um, you know that that's they. It's as a father, it's it's a weird thing. I couldn't imagine what that kid's going through if I lost my dad at a young age like that, being involved in the business and stuff and having him being, you know, like on signed to the contract for life and being connected. This wrestling's going to be in that kid's blood before, but now it's going to be his life going forward, honoring his dad and just keeping the family legacy going and stuff. It's it's such a terrible thing to have happened. It's such a random thing, such a quick thing. It, it's, it, it, it's tough to have words to say and comment on much more, but I, I've, glad that they're supporting the family and every other outpouring from the other yeah. wrestlers has been such a big thing like this was this touched the entire community i heard jericho paid his house off i wouldn't doubt it really i wonder yeah, if the I, I wonder if the family was a little hotter off than maybe some knew or if he was maybe the only source of income or if that's just what the community does when something like this yeah. happens they just all band together they said and, jericho's done stuff like that before like he helped vicky guerrero out when Eddie passed and stuff like that. So DDP does that a lot too. It's funny you think, uh, well, it's actually funny that you said Eddie Guerrero because, man, watching that on Wednesday reminds me a whole hell of a lot of Eddie's. Really does. Um, it's weird. It's generational, man. It was Owen Hart and then Eddie Guerrero and now Brody Lee. I mean,. God, the matches were great. Matches were extremely entertaining throughout. Um, obviously, negative one created the card for the show. So did a good job too. Well, <laughs> I, I, well, Tony Khan created the card 
negative one picked the team to face Team Taz at the end. He, oh, he picked okay, the three okay, guys okay. to go against Team Taz. Which was Orange Cassidy, Cody Rose, and uh, the and other Dark Water guy. Ten. Ten. Uh, yeah, ten. Yeah. And um, poor ten man at the end of that match with Cody. Oh. Yeah, he's and and he came out with um with negative one two during the yeah. end of the show. Yeah. Um those were his three favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Um Fuller I got a new T shirt idea, L O L look at your Facebook Messenger. Oh god. God. The hell did <laughs> I am your beacon of hope. <laughs> well, the lighthouses. Oh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I don't have my phone on me, so I'm not going to see it. But from the wow. reactions of everybody else. See, w- when you get another chance to make an emote, you, yeah. need, you need a lighthouse emote. Well, Fact. I still have a shitload of emotes still sitting. I just can't unlock any more spots because I don't have enough subscribers. <laughs> to unlock Shameless the emote, <laughs> I have I I have I still have like six or seven emotes still that I still Let's haven't used yet. Let's build the lighthouse, everyone! Build the lighthouse. So yes, we will put an emote lighthouse once we get a little bit bigger. Um, she said. Yeah, shut, fucking shut up. Don't, don't. <laughs> so obviously, the passing of Brody Lee. Happened over the course of the holiday holidays. Um, there has been some good throughout the course of the past couple couple weeks since we've taken a break from, you know, Spotify and iTunes. Um, Biggie now getting a little bit of a, at the very least, a upper mid card push. Thank God. I like him as IC champion. Yep. I like it a lot. I think it's a good start to see what he can do. It means he doesn't win the Rumble, which means maybe Daniel Bryan <laughs> wins the Rumble, and that would be cool. There's no chance Daniel Bryan wins the Rumble. He's he, he's he already been talking about how he's pretty when his contract's up in you know in, in a few months that he's going part time. So there's no way they 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 put the Rumble on that dude. You know, with, he he could main event WrestleMania and lose. And that could be like I'm done. Like he main events WrestleMania one last time. Uh, I don't. I don't see a reason to do that. I don't see with with all the the guys that you could use that spot for to to build them rather than uh, you're like I said a guy that's kind of on his way out. You know, just it would to me it would make zero sense. It would make zero sense, but it would make fans happy, which. Yeah, but you can make yeah. fans happy with with it still making sense. You know what I mean? You can make fans happy. You've never, met, you've never met Vince McMahon, have you? <laughs> I have not, have you? Uh, no, I haven't. But I'll tell you what, if, if Keith Lee wins it, I want him to turn heel and join the Hurt Business, because that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would only work if Lashley wasn't in the Hurt Business anymore, though. Because Lashley, Lashley was going to consider himself a main eventer, and it just wouldn't work. Then you have inter turmoil, and you can make it go longer. You have them team up, but I don't want the hurt. I don't other. want the hurt business to go away yet. <laughs> you don't. Well, you have Keith Lee retire, Bobby Lashley. Oh, he's not gonna retire. He's not gonna retire. He's in like his. He's in his mid forties. The whole. The whole. 
hurt business other than than uh, than Cedric Alexander's like the youngest guy other than Cedric who's like thirty one is like forty five. The whole hurt business is old. <laughs> Shelton, That's Benjamin, true. Robbie Lashley and MVP they're all like forty seven. <laughs> yeah, but see, you have the DX thing you get, and then you have Keith Lee and and Cedric Alexander take over and make a new hurt business. <laughs> God, so Biggie wins, beats Sami Zayn, captures the IC title. Good moment. Everybody's El happy Jericho for him. Be all elite. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the storyline with Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt for a second? So good. Very interesting shit. Timmy, um, 47's old for pre- professional wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from a guy who's almost 50. Or will be 50. In August. In August. But let's talk about Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton now with Alexa Bliss kind of getting involved. A tad. A little smidge of Alexa Bliss in there. How cool is it that Bray Wyatt isn't even a part of this right now? We still talk about it. Still talk about him in this. Oh, I, I'm, I'm entertained. I'm curious. I'm everything that I want to be in late 1990s right now. <laughs> Seriously, like, if, if there was no internet, and actually, thankfully, they're not really spoiling a whole hell of a lot of the story, it's getting very interesting. Well, we don't know if, if Bray Wyatt didn't come back this past Monday because he wasn't written to or just because he didn't want to with his one of his best friends passing two days before that. Yeah, I'm, gu- I'm guessing he wasn't written to. Uh, I'm that guessing, could be, yeah. I'm guessing after, like, how do you... You have to sell him burning alive for for at least a little uh, bit. Uh, you have to sell the fiend as being burnt alive. Bray Wyatt is Firefly Funhouse. He always talked about him and he and don't. Oh, he'll you know he's upset. Like it was a separate entity. You, like a separate. You, you could do that. Like you in could. The story. I mean, Undertaker, Papa Shango. You know, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> yeah, the 1991 and 2021 are different, but yeah. <laughs> again, again, it's Vince McMahon. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's your thoughts on this one? Because this one is I, the closest thing that I could think of recently to have some weirdness going on in a storyline was when Bray Wyatt or the fiend was going up against Seth Rollins during that little feud, but it's nothing compared to what we're seeing right now. I mean, we just had we just saw last month an Inferno match, kind of, sorta, um, with Randy Orton and the Fiend, and now some that we've never seen before. Again, a somebody get burnt alive twice, obviously edited and there was a dummy in the ring when he got fully engulfed right but, but it's still real to us yeah yeah like exactly <laughs> they made it look really really dead i'm just wonders if that was Vince McMahon being like i i don't want to do tape cinematic matches let's just do the cinematic shit in the ring and then he was like oh that that did not look good all right <laughs> we're gonna film these from now on guys <laughs> 
you're still dead. We still burnt you. But, all you know, we, stemming from the backlash. We'll it. All stemming from the backlash of the USA telling WWE, "Hey, we better see some adult content very soon." Our <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> attention. And all of a sudden, Alexa Bliss is dumping gasoline on herself in the middle exactly. of the ring. <laughs> It's and the way that they the show from, ended, they went from G to NC 17 in like two seconds, like quickly, too. And everybody went, Yes, finally. The you way know, that, that that show ended, too, was, was not something that you see so often on a wrestling broadcast or any type of show that WWE has put on cliffhanger. over the past few weeks. A cliffhanger, exactly. That was like circa Sting on Nitro. Remember how the old Nitros would just cut when Sting was like falling to the ring in the middle of the NWO? And like you had to tune into Thunder or whatever garbage they showed yeah. the other part of the week yeah, to find yeah, out yeah. what happened? Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you, you guys' opinion on that whole storyline up until the point where it is right now? And your thoughts on the future of this storyline going towards Rumble. Because I'm going to make an assumption, could be right, could be wrong, that this feud is prob- probably going to end by the Rumble. Or at the Rumble, I should say. I think it could go for much longer. You have multiple characters that could be involved in this situation. We don't even know if that burning the fiend alive killed him because it probably didn't because they're going to turn him into you know Jason Voorhees that you can you can keep him down, but the next movie comes up and he finds a way to come back to life, and then that'll come back. Randy Orton could get through destroying Bray Wyatt, you know, if he they go into the Rumble and then leading in all of a sudden Randy Orton thinks it's over and then the Fiend just starts showing up here or there or random little things and then we have Fiend versus Orton and Mania. Bray would probably go over. I'd hope so. The Fiend That's... would go over, I should say. That's long term. You could do that. And these two yeah. guys could pull that off. Piss up. Oh, I, I 100% agree. And that's yeah. kind of where I was going. I, I think, and, and this is me fantasy booking, I, I think that you have the Fiend, quote unquote, come back at the Rumble. I think Randy Orton's in the Rumble. I think... He's one of the last four. I think the lights can go down like it's the Fiend, those gradual lights. And then they come back up and Randy Orton gets eliminated. And then for the next two, three months up to Mania, you build, you don't show the Fiend, you just build Randy Orton just going mentally insane. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get that like WrestleMania 20 Undertaker Kane vibe where even up until Randy Orton's in the ring at Mania going, he's not here. He's not here. And then right. the lights go down and then he comes out and then you just you put on a five star match at that point or five lighthouse match. Five lighthouse match. <laughs> but I think that that would be a great way to do it. I'm That's going my, I am going yeah, to assume opinion. that Bray Wyatt's going to have a new look too. <clears throat> um obviously with him being burnt alive, I'm sure his is he going to wear like an all red and yeah. black with a mask and and then a sleeve. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be <laughs> <laughs> or like a half burnt mask or something like that. I don't know. Now, or see, the only thing that that's up in the air with me with the Randy Orton Bray Wyatt storyline and why I think it might possibly end at the Rumble is I don't know if they plan on continuing the story with Edge and Orton. Ooh, yeah. Um, haven't heard anything about if Edge is coming back or not. Um, well, I- Rumors, rumors are just yeah. I mean, he's he could be, a, he could be a, a surprise entrant 
at the uh, at the Rumble again. There's rumors that he could be uh, uh, like they just bring him back randomly on a Raw or he something. Signed like that, that. three year deal last year, yeah. so even if they follow through with this, you know, yeah. Wyatt Fiend thing through Mania, uh, Orton through all the way through Mania, you could still pick up Edge Orton after that, leading into like a SummerSlam package. I've heard of even Edge winning the Rumble and going against McIntyre. That, I've heard I've heard that, that as that would be well. that would be in the words of Massel, that'd be pissing. That would be. That would be. Would you rather I, I see that? Now, would you rather see Edge winning the Rumble, or would you rather see somebody like a Keith Lee or a Adam Cole win the Rumble? To, to me, if, they, if they're going to put the title on them, I'd rather it be like the Keith Lee, Adam, Adam Cole, Big E. If they're, if they're just going to create a, a mega match and still have Drew be the champ, it might as well be Edge. See, I, I'm, I'm thinking Kevin Owens is could win the Rumble. Um, just based on what's going on on SmackDown right now between... Actually, no, because he just got injured, didn't he? Well, or storyline injured. Yeah, so, um, so, yeah, as, as as long as that's still part of the story, I, I'm still going with um, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens the, the, or Keith Lee, depending on what happens with that, with tomorrow I night. just thought... If if you have it be Owens and he ends up going after Reigns, which would be the only thing that actually makes any kind of real sense, it would be a little weird of a stop and go feud with them though, where they feud like they are now, and then it stops because he's injured. He wins the Rumble next month, you know, in not next month in in three four weeks, weeks. a couple weeks, yeah, yeah, three weeks, whatever it is. Uh, then he then he starts the feud right back up with with Reigns. You know, to, to to go into mania, like it would be kind of a weird stop and go feud where they were feuding for six months, but only four out of the six months, two here, then two there. It just be, it would be kind of a, a little bit of a disconnect. Uh, if oh, it was I get like, it, I get it. I, I think you could make it work though. Oh, I mean, you you I, can I, definitely I, make it work. It's just yeah. It's I, not... I think you have like Reigns go against. A filler opponent, whatever. Yeah, it is. a filler opponent, but then you have, you know, lack of a better term, you know, screwball shit with Owen showing up every week. And even though he's hurt and can't bump, he's costing Reigns matches, and then he wins the Rumble, and then he gets his shot at Roman again. I don't know about you guys, but, but I think this is going to be the most exciting Rumble we have, or the most anticipated Rumble us wrestling fans are going to be excited to see in a while. It's my favorite pay per view of the year. It, I yeah, love mine, absolutely. Mine too. And and I think it's as open this year as we've had in a while. Yes, that, that, I think that's last year we all kind of expected McIntyre to win. Yeah, we had a couple thoughts of maybe a couple other people, but for the most part, it was like I think we all think McIntyre is going to win this. This is the most Keith Lee open. was huge at that moment in time. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think this is the most open it's been since Orton won it in what twenty eighteen. Yeah. 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 It, that was the last time I was like, huh. I, even that day, I was like, I wonder who's going to win it. And and that's one reason why I do like the two titles and the two brands. It does open up the, the Rumble more because when it was one, like you kind of knew who they were building towards in WrestleMania most years. So you kind of knew who the was going to win the Rumble where, with his two titles. Now you know. Now you don't know because they could work one or the other. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, that to me, that's one huge advantage to the, to the multiple brands and multiple titles, is is it opens up the things like the Rumble and Money in the Bank and stuff like that a little bit more. 
to 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 speculate, you know, to what we do and what we love to do and speculate and guess and book it book it ourselves and all that stuff. <laughs> when <laughs> when Rumor like innuendos, yeah, like like it, imagine imagine the past couple years where it was like Brock Lesnar was the champ. Going into the Rumble, you'd be like, all right, who are they going to put Brock against? It's going to be this guy or it's going to be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, you kind of already, you'd already know. Now it's like, okay, they could have it be the guy that's going after Roman or the guy that's going after Drew. We don't know. It's true. Yeah. And same for the women as well, obviously. The woman is another interesting Rumble, too. With how. I hope. with, With how everything is shaping up to be over on the women's side. You got Sasha and you got Oscar as your two champions. If you actually, you might as well add EO as well. And on top of that, you might as well add um, Finn Balor as world mm. champions too. Um, so, yeah, you could actually, if if they want to book the Rumble that way and have all three titles like last year when Charlotte won the Rumble and challenged Rhea for the NXT title, yeah, you might mm-hmm. as well add the NXT brand into these rumbles too. So now you're definitely opening up both rumbles to more possibilities. The the thing of this year though is how they didn't add NXT into into Survivor Series. So I feel like they probably wouldn't add, have them have the winner of the I, Rumble. I, I think challenge. COVID regulations they can't. Like I've heard they're having a hard time trying to get the permit for the rumble to have that many people like they're telling people if you get eliminated in the first three you gotta leave the building because you can't there we have too many people in the building for like the covid square footage regulations yeah. and backstage so they're like they're telling people all right you get thrown out you're gone like yeah but they're in florida the they, you, you can do whatever yeah. you want florida <laughs> no, that's true that's true i forgot you know it, it is Jesus, just Google Florida guy. You'll find all kinds of cool shit. Oh, my God. Florida man was one of the memes of the year. Oh, hey, last year and the year before. That, that's uh, Biggie's Twitter name is Florida yeah. man. Florida man? Yeah. 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 He's from Tampa. So, well, he, I guess, lives in Every Tampa. Every crazy-ass article of somebody that did some weird shit with an alligator starts, Florida man, yada, 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 with a live yeah. alligator. Oh. Just ty- type in Florida man and then your birthday. And <laughs> There's a there's we'll a headline. Stuff, yeah. So we're gonna so we're gonna have another 15 minutes or so on our first. Um, uh, what the fuck did I call my segment again? Weekend review. Weekend review. Weekend review. Yeah, brand new, folks. I apologize to this to this whole new segment that we're doing. Uh, so we're gonna have 15 mi- minutes of the week in review, and then we're gonna start talking about our main topic of the night for the Monday Night War series, which will be The Rock and what he meant to the Monday Night Wars, and we'll be talking a little bit about that. Um, real quick before we get into a little bit of AEW talk, um, tomorrow night we got Keith Lee versus McIntyre. Now this is also. After the fact that we heard that Keith Lee and Otis and a couple others were getting sent down to do more training down at the Performance Center. You hear that first, and now all of a sudden you hear Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre are going to be competing for the WWE Championship tomorrow night on Raw. Your thoughts? Vince doesn't know what's going to happen yet? No, I I, 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 I think I, I like it. Yeah. Well, you're talking about like them sending those guys down to do more work. I think that was probably misreported, is my guess. Yeah. 
that that's my exact guess. It was misreported. There may have been some some stuff saying, "Hey, we want you guys to get more work in because no house shows and stuff." If you guys want to go yeah. down there and 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 work a little bit more, you know what I mean, to get some stuff in that, that's okay with me. But I, I I'm guessing that was misreported, and it wouldn't shock me. There's a lot of misreports in the wrestling business. Yeah, you look at you look at like the rumors and innuendo stuff, and maybe twenty percent of it comes true. Yeah, and I mean, they could have got asked to go down there and put some work in, you know, go down there and get some work, but maybe go down there and get some work with the younger guys who are smaller. You guys are big-ass dudes. We want you to work with some smaller-type guys, you know, do what you can do, you know, try and put something together. Otis doesn't work well with smaller guys for the large part, but, you know, he could have been sent down and do some work, so he could. I don't think it's a bad thing, and I think I think Keith Lee... And Drew McIntyre is going to be really, really good Monday, and I like it a lot. Or, or to me, it could have been go down there and work it. You know, you know, Keith, Otis, you guys are some of our better big guys. We're going to send you down with some of the more inexperienced big guys, and you can kind like, of help them out. Like a that bit. giant with AJ Styles. Go yeah. show him how to wrestle. <laughs> Maki Pins, you got anything to say? No, I mean, it, it was a shock when we heard that, that they were set, getting sent down. But they, you're right, there could have been a multitude of reasons. We all know they're very good in the ring. Uh, yeah. Regardless of why they went down, they went down for a reason. And there's now Keith Lee's in a match with, you know, damn champion. <laughs> so, you know, it might not have been what we knew or whatnot. We know how good they are in the ring. That's going to be a great match. Two big dudes knocking each other around in the ring. They like to hit hard. And that'll be a really good match to watch. I'm expecting at least four lighthouses for a grade between Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. If they I'm give them they... like 10, 15 minutes to, to go at I, it. I, I, I want to give them 20. I think 20 I would is love a it. good yeah. number. I, I think, I think there's a dusty finish. I think, I think, uh, Seamus, like Seamus gets but... involved, all that, you know? Hey, that'd be a decent package. Wouldn't that Keith Lee versus Seamus for a little while? I'd keep two big guys busy. You could even you could do that. If, if you're it, not going to have Keith Lee win the Rumble, you have Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, Sheamus at the threat. Rumble. Triple and then threat. you either have you either have Drew McIntyre turn heel and align with Sheamus, or you, you know, whatever. I, I think it makes more sense to turn or, Drew McIntyre heel going yeah. to Mania. Yeah. You could even have Keith Lee lose in that match and then come back for the rumble and you know hurt and yeah up and like that do that whole thing even if he doesn't win it but like show I the love guts. becky lynch yeah but show the guts and the glory and everything and maybe he's in the final three after being number you know number nine or, to get or if, vince, if vince wants to strap a rocket ship to keith lee you have him the you know the second match of the night is that triple threat and just have him get the, and have him come in at one and run the table yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I said, and, like, and like, bask in his glory yeah <laughs> so, so what would happen is, is he would lose and then Sheamus would attack him afterwards yeah. and, and he would so he would be like dead and then he comes back like single digits and whether he, whether he wins or he you know final four is the rumble after that would be a a pretty good. Uh, you have him last like a solid yeah. hour in the rumble, yeah. right? After after a, a twenty five minute triple threat, where he got his ass yeah. kicked after the fact, 
that that's a great way to get Keith Lee moving forward. Mm-hmm. Talk about a little bit of AEW real quick. Um, obviously, this past week was a tribute. Um, not a whole hell of a lot going on in terms of, you know, main storylines that day. They're probably going to pick everything back up next week. Um, yeah, you got Sheeta Abaddon Wednesday night. Yeah, Sheeta Abaddon's going to be a fantastic match, hopefully. Hopefully, come next Sunday, we'll be able to celebrate in Abaddon's victory when we have a town from Rocky Mountain Pro on and probably Yaden being on as well, whether he's mm-hmm. in chat or whether he wants to be on with us. I'm sure we can fit six people. We can fit five. We can probably fit six. Just your There's faces would be, be a, a little smaller. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for that one. I'm definitely going to be watching that on Wednesday when I'm sitting on my ass at work. Um, How about the um, the whole Darby Allen sting thing? I, I was going to bring that up because even this past Wednesday, you see those two coming down together. Whether that's going to be a one-time thing or whether that's going to be a thing that they're going to build for oh, the f- next few months. I, I think that's definitely a package they're putting together yeah. right there. I mean, that's that was awesome. They lo- they like to put the, the mm-hmm. legends with, you know, you got, you got Arn with Cody, you got Jake with, with Archer, you got... Uh, Did you see uh, Archer's attire? Yeah. That was so good. His yeah. Luke Harper attire, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, so they, they like, the, obviously... Uh, Tully with the uh, with FTR that they like the legends with uh, as like manager you know they're mentor good, types. like they're big talent like the mentor yeah, type, like, yeah. just like you say so so uh, he's definitely gonna that's you got Jericho with there. Sammy Guevara or MJF right. whichever one you want to pick yeah. I mean I think MJF and Sammy Guevara are going to be a match at all all in next year this year yeah, yeah. and then I think I think it's going to be Sting and Darby Allen at all in. Well, it depends on what he's allowed to do. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I have I have a hard time seeing Sting in a singles match. Same here. I, if, if they do any type of match with him, it's got to be a multi-man tag to. You there know has I mean? to be a match coming through. He he's still in the ring. He's still Sting. He's making no effort to be something yeah, other than the character it's... he's always mm-hmm. been. I think it's building to one or maybe two. Like, I think if he does get involved in a thing, it will be just like you were saying, Savior, like a, a tag team or a six-man or something yeah, that they'll end yeah. up building and give him a time to go in, hit his three moves, and get the pin, and you saw a sting. Yeah. He retires I, in AEW. I just don't I think want he that, man. I don't. I'm afraid of that guy. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I am extremely afraid of him getting back in the ring and being physical again. Well, obviously, it'll be we, so limited; it would be yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, he's not to. taking buckle bombs, buddy. No, <laughs> no, no. If he wrestles somebody, it's going to be Cody, or it's going to be Moxley, or it's going to be Jericho. I think it's going to be Cody. That based can on protect early him and and is a big time vet. I wouldn't trust him with Sammy Guevara. I might trust him with MJF, maybe. But, I mean, I think Cody is your stalwart of Cody. Make sure he doesn't kill himself but put on a good show. You're certainly not putting him with, with Lance Archer. Oh, no. Oh, no. No. Not a good or, idea. Or, or, or Eddie Kingston. You or can't Brian Cage. Either. Certainly not Pentagon because Pentagon no. will murder Sting <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the ring. 
and then yeah. go like this afterwards at all of us. Yeah. And... Don't we got Ray <laughs> Phoenix and Omega coming this Wednesday as well? Yes. That Which, would be fun. That fun. I think fun. <laughs> that's it. That's got the. I, main I, piece. I think there's. I think there's shenanigans there too. I think there's. Some I do too. I think somebody impact from Impact shows up. Yeah, Impact shenanigans there. Uh, and, and you know what though? Like the tagline for this match should be: Do you like watching grown men get dropped on their heads repeatedly? Have we got a match for you? <laughs> Come watch Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix murder each other on TV. <laughs> Oh man, can I please have Phoenix and fucking Ricochet one more time, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Speaking of super stiff wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom starts at three thirty this morning. That's right. I, I I I was gonna mention that before we started the Monday Night Wars. I'm like, Colso, aren't you staying up later on tonight? <laughs> uh no, my my plan is to mute a whole bunch of shit on Twitter, wake up at six with the boy, turn on New Japan World, and then start from there, and I'll be done by about nine. <laughs> yeah, that's just night one, right? Yeah, and then night two. Like uh, this is Osprey Okada main eventing night one. Oh my god, Jesus! Uh, Osprey. I pro- I'm probably gonna be going to bed around that time anyway, but <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to watch it. Um, let's see what we got for time here. We're almost an hour into the recording. Anything else on AEW before we change shifts here? Um, obviously, Britt Baker is great. Britt Baker is always great. Obviously, we got two huge matches coming up this Wednesday night for AEW with Phoenix and Omega and Abaddon and Sheeta. Should be a good AEW show. Sheeta. Sheeta. Um, obviously impact is still very much involved with AEW and that whole, you know, partnership as of right now. So that's still going at least in the beginning stage. Um, I'm still waiting to see the whole invasion. I, I, there's something in me that, that impacts going to have some type of little this invasion. Wednesday. It's coming this Wednesday. You think okay. so? I is, think the, is, the first is, step is, of it comes. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be yeah. interesting to see how they do it, if they copy the old invasion or if they do it maybe the way we expected the old invasion. Who knows? It'll be interesting to watch, though, because it has been a long time since we've seen anything like this on this kind of TV scale. I know that Well, AEW you had and... NXT do it a couple, uh, last year. Or, yeah, last year. What, to the main roster? Yeah. yeah. That's not the same. I, I, I mean, they have the... the they're kind of recreating... A me- I don't want to say mediocre. They're, they're they're trying to do their own attitude era type thing over there, where they have Impact, they have AEW, and they have NWA kind of just circulating there, kind of like ECW was. You know, you don't have the eyes on it like ECW, but you got the talent. You got Nick Aldis, Thunder Rosa came from there. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, Ms. Dow. Um, is Vincent in Ring now. of Honor? Uh, no, uh, Mizdow was the NWA tag champs for a little bit. I just, it was on Shockwave. He um, he just he just wrestled on Ring of Honor. Oh, did he? Yeah. I I don't watch a lot of Ring of Honor. Yeah. I should. Yeah, no, he's he's signed with Ring of Honor. I don't know if they're doing the same thing like what AEW and uh, Impact are doing, but I know Vincent just had a had a storyline go through in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I I, I mean, what if you get Kenny Omega? You know, getting stared down by, you know, who, who's that TNA's champion right now? Rich Swan? 
or Moose? Uh, Rich Swan. Swan, yes. Yeah, you imagine Rich Swan, you know, staring down Kenny Omega, and then all of a sudden you see Nick Aldis standing on the apron with the NWA World Championship? Yes, please. Yes, please. I want to see Kenny Omega and Nick Aldis. Yes, I think that would please. be very fun. Give them 20, 25 minutes in a ring and let them have a great match. Yeah. It's five and a half, six lighthouses right there. Oh, yeah. And if it's in the Tokyo Dome, it's 37 lighthouses. It'd be 37 lighthouses. Yeah. The Tokyo Dome makes everything better. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you ready to change shifts? We'll continue our Monday Night War series for a week. Yay. (laughs) I apologize, folks, that we're not being very consistent with the Monday Night War series. We just have a lot of other stuff that just keeps on coming up. (laughs) It's all good shit. It is all good shit. It is all good shit. It is all good content for all you guys between the interviews and the watch along that we do exclusively to Twitch, which, by the way, for people who are listening, those watch alongs that we do after the watch alongs, we always are on about an hour or so after the pay-per-view and we review match by match with our newly integrated grading system created by Coastal Crusader himself. Mm hmm. And on we, the spot one night, I might add. Exactly, on the spot. improv. And we grade every single match throughout the entire pay-per-view. So By the lighthouse. Just... Yes, the lighthouse. Yeah, but we give them the lighthouses and uh, fuck stars. We don't We don't need stars here. We got lighthouses, guy. There's New England. We do so, the lighthouses. So we don't just do the watch along and then just call it a night. We actually get chat even more involved. And we let them vote how many lighthouses they think should have been put on this match. One, two, three, four, five. That's about as much space as I can put on the polls. So that's how Chad continues to get involved in our show. On top of the Monday Night Wars topic, on top of the top ten topics and so on and so forth that we're going to be doing down the road with this Monday Night Wars series. Oh, spoiler alert, we already have a new series right after the Monday Night Wars series, and guess what that series is going to be? Oh, wait, The Ruthless Aggression. That only makes sense. So so that's going to be the next series. And yes, no Triple I tonight. I said that in the intro, Mike's detailing. Were you not here? Come on now. You you have been early every single night. And you say it in chat every single time we hit the fucking stream button. (laughs) You was catching Pokemon when you were doing the intro. (laughs) I'm going to go take a little bathroom before we start talking about The Rock. Right uh, okay. Just well, right before. Yes, right before yes, 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 yes. We'll pause it. We'll pause it. Yeah. Oh, my God. So your New Year's was good Sunday? Yeah. Just calm, chill. Good, good, good. Quiet. Getting ready for that new PC setup. I can't wait to get your hands on a PC. Mm-hmm. I'll be ordering it this week. It'll probably take a week to ten days to come in. A couple grand, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Oh, fun gaming PCs. Yay. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna, gonna set me back a bit, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Sunday, I'm, gonna... I'm telling you right now, it's gonna be so worth it in the it's end. It's worth it. It's so oh, worth it. I can't wait. You are going to see a difference big time. 
Especially I've, if you can get into modding and you can mod texture texture layers and stuff and make shit really pop. Oh, that's what I did with mine with like the COD the COD streams and I actually just optimized the Star Wars game that I've been playing during the week. Mm-hmm. That's all optimized and that's fucking booming. And I only have a you know nineteen twenty by ten eighty uh, monitor yeah. at, at max. I don't need anything more than that because a lot of people, the most that they have on their phones is nine twenty by ten eighty, so or nineteen twenty by ten eighty. Yeah, and you can't really. So, can you record in four K? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, I would have to completely optimize everything and go into my yeah. OBS and change everything, and then go into the recordings section of OBS and change all of that. That is correct, Hoagie. I did have to go for a pizza. That little man had woken up, so I had to go say hi to him <laughs> for a second. He wanted dad, so. <laughs> and as we're waiting for Marky Pins to come back, ladies and gentlemen, I tried really hard today to get the new social medias up for the Dudes and Bells Wrestling Chatcast. It wouldn't work for me today for whatever reason. So I am going to try tomorrow. Hopefully the new social media... AKA Twitter, Instagram, maybe Facebook. I haven't decided yet. We'll be up hopefully by next week. Um, as of right now, the social media that you see in the description boxes and everywhere else will still be the same for myself and the dudes and belts. Uh, Twitter is ca- actually, if you're live right now, you can see it below my logo on the overlay. But for all you guys listening, it's capital J, capital D for Death Drop, which is J at J Death Drop. Instagram is Johnny underscore Death Drop. Uh, Facebook is Johnny D Drop. And YouTube, which will be up and running this month uh, once again, will be Johnny Death Drop. All in normal spacing, lettering, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> so that's that. Yeah, Coastal Back was still weighing on Marky Pins here. Perfect time for him to go take a wicked piss, huh? Yeah. Um, Coastal, <sighs> how is the YouTube yeah. going? Good, good. I think we're going to have something up here in the next... Well, I, I'd like to hope something coming up this week. Excellent. Yeah, you got the you you're doing the uh, the Star Wars stream, so we'll see if we can get some stuff up that and some COD stuff up and some dudes and belts stuff. We'll yeah. see what we can do. You just let me need. You just need to let me know what type of video it is, so I can make the thumbnail for it and send it your way. Yep, I'll get some highlights out of this one hopefully, and we'll see what we can do out of tonight's stream. We already got some good takes, some good shit, some good takes. Such good shit. Yo, what up, dudes? I'd love to see you guys react to some NHL hockey hits from Rowas93. NHL hockey hits. NHL hockey hits, huh? I mean, we love our hockey. We do. Like Brad Marchand hitting people? That's fun. With his tongue, yeah. With his tongue. But unfortunately, Roas, we are not going to be reacting to any NHL hockey hits. This is a Dudes and Belts wrestling checkcast that we do every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want me to react to NHL hockey hits, you catch me on all my other streams. And I will gladly watch 20 minutes 
of hockey hits all day, every day. Mm. Kinda Soul 2020. So who who you guys got winning the rumble? We kind of talked about that a little bit. Mm. I as of right now, Kevin Owens is my pick. Marky oh, Pence is so still tough. on mute. So tough. No, uh, sorry. Melissa just got home and dog's going crazy around the house. <laughs> no, that's why I um, No, I'd like to see Kevin Owens. Uh, Keith Lee is always going to be a contender. Big E would be interesting. There's a lot of different factors and different stuff that's going on. We were talking about this is kind of going to be an unpredictable one because there's so many loose ends and open. Yeah, you can make a case yeah. for the Fiend. There's so many different things that could have. Fiend could come back from the dead, all charred and burned. Kane could bring him back, summon some demon life out of the universe. <laughs> Hell, Kane John could... Cena could win. Shit, you never know. Edge Wouldn't that be win. out of nowhere? We wouldn't the Rock. All right. Oh, please, uh, we got... Yeah, we talked about that, but please don't. Bill Goldberg? No. Shoot me in the face. Hold up, ladies and gentlemen. We have a brand new follower to the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chat cast and for the Death Drop Army in general. Say hello to Rowez93. Thank you for the follow. Welcome hello. to the Death Drop Army. Welcome, welcome. Thanks, Rose. Good stuff, man. Love to hear that. I'm a dude from Sweden. Been playing hockey for 20-plus years. Sweden, man. Wow, thanks for finding Sweden. us. Sweden. Yeah, wow. Nice, the Swiss. Love their hockey over the there. The Love their mm-hmm. hockey over Played there. Great hockey over there. Hacksaw Jim Duggan is my pick, Hoagie says. Ooh, ho- ho- I don't know if Hoagie was alive when Hacksaw wrestled his last match. Wasn't he a janitor the end of it? <laughs> oh, didn't Hacksaw hey. won the first Royal Rumble, right? Ooh. The Rumble Royale. There was only 20 guys in it. Yeah, yeah. And it was on USA. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. he, uh, but he came back. He came back and had a little bit of a, a real run in like oh six or seven or something like that. Like came back he, and won in a Royal Rumble, yeah. I think, and actually had a little like jobber run for a month or two, if I remember right. It was a, it wasn't too long, but I thought he came no, they, back in they, Rumble. Yeah, they they got into that for a while. Like if you're right, Mister Perfect came back and was like in the final four of the Rumble, and then yes. kind of got a little push for a month or so, and then disappeared and sadly passed. Oh, the plane ride from hell is what did him in. Yeah. Kinda Soul 20 well, Kinda Soul yeah. 2020, I see the Fiend winning. Let me ask you a question, Kinda Soul. Who do you think the winner of the women's war rumble is gonna be? See, I like what Coastal said uh, like a month ago. If the Fiend wins the Rumble, the men's rumble, then why wouldn't Alexa win the women's rumble? I I, I had a thought to that effective alexa bliss too i'm like so what if alexa bliss gets randy orton to light her on fire and then the fiend comes back and then she turns into like ghostly sister abigail like just shows up haunts randy orton in all white and crap and makes his life crazy hell until wrestlemania <laughs> and then you bring the fiend back kind soul sees becky lynch i don't know if she's going to be back in time after after the pregnancy and having the kid I don't. I don't think you'll see Becky Lynch until after Mania. I think you see Seth Rollins come back at the Rumble, but yes. not Becky Lynch. That would be cool. Um. All right, we're falling a little bit behind because of pissa breaks and all that stuff. Um. Let's get on to the main topic of tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Continue our if Monday Night War series. Yes, continue our Monday Night War series. 
specifically focused on The Rock and his, I guess you could say, impact towards the Monday Night Wars and how it greatly changed the outcome of the Monday Night Wars as well in so many ways. Um, Let's start it off with the beginning of his career and how his career in WWE kind of just basically took off from a big moment in his career till now. Mainly starting with his little push with the IC title and him becoming the man that he was, the wrestler that he was, the entertainer that he was, which ended up being the great one, The Rock. Let's start with, uh, oh, let's see. Let's start with Marky Pins on this one. Ah. So you think the attitude was so cool? The attitude error was so cool because mind it felt you, well, so sorry, so, sorry to interrupt. We're we're going to be talking about The Rock based on the Monday Night Wars. We're not we're not going to try and talk about his entire career. We're just going to talk about his impact on the Monday Night Wars, also. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So th- through the the Attitude Era of what WWE was, it was all becoming real, and th- there were more guys that you felt they were shooting from the hip. Promos were more real. DX brought that real sense of feeling, just like NWO was bringing to WCW. And then out came this cartoon character, Rocky Maivia. And it was great. He was good. And it, he rode that way for a little while. And then it really went sour, like, really, really quickly. He won the IC title. And everybody that cheered him for the longest time saw the rest of the show getting a lot edgier, getting a lot more. Thank you, honey. <laughs> My wife just came in. Uh, getting a lot more real and getting a lot more intense. And everybody turned on Rocky like almost in unison. And it was it, it was awesome to see if you were a fan, you joined into the, you know, die Rocky, die chance. You know what I mean? Like it was you know, the character. And it, OK, so when his change happened and he started becoming the rock himself, what what I really loved about it, what drew me to him and then later him in the nation and, and just following them as being like almost second as important to DX on the show at the time was he kept calling back to those old days. He kept feeding off of the crowd of the hate. He was one of the first guys that really organically started interacting with the crowd for as much hate as he was getting as much love and respect and you know badassery that dx was getting from the crowd everybody was hating on rock and he took that and became the rock with it and we got the rock that we got later the entertainer the most electrifying man that is what it morphed into but if he doesn't feed off of that old character if that character doesn't go so negative so quick we don't get the same rock that we got that really you put a microphone in his hand and you just printed money once he started talking into it. The, as good as he was, they gave him all the motivation. It gave him all the drive to just take the mic and hate on everybody in the room because every fan in that room hated the rock, except real wrestling fans who kind of saw what was going on. This metamorphosis, this character that was going from the ultimate bright, shiny baby face when he came out as my via with, you know, like the Samoan gob on and the tassels and everything of what that was. 
when he morphed into the you know the GQ dress, the, the sunglasses and the chains, and when he as he morphed into that rock, using all that hate, he did it better than so many other people did it, and he became like almost the second pivotal force on Raw anyway that I found behind DX anyway. When you got the DX promo and you got the DX interactions, then I wanted to see what Rock was going to do and how the nation was going to do and how that was all going to go around. And then having the two of them basically carrying Raw through the beginning of that attitude. The Rock was so very pivotal. You take out the Rock and you don't have as strong of a nation. You don't have as good of a rivalry with DX. He was one of those, like, one of those pieces of the tapestry that if you like pulled the thread out, the entire thing, the, the whole blanket comes unraveled and the attitude ever does not work as well. He was so very pivotal in everything else, everything that he did. And then having him being so good on the microphone, just being that mouthpiece, a guy that could compete and be as good as like a Shawn Michaels with a microphone. It was what kept WWE going, for, or WWF, I should say, going for a long, long time for me. I also have a question to follow up this later on down the road. And it's a good one. Um, we'll start with uh, Sunday. Uh, I mean, like like, uh, like the Masshole said, like him coming out on that Survivor Series tassels and big, huge smile. Yeah. You, you could tell he was going to be a star. He didn't. That's you, a blue chipper right there. Right, exactly. You know, you could tell he was going to be a star. You could tell he 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 had it. You know, I think most people pretty early on realized what he was as that character wasn't it. And that's why the Rocky Sucks start, chance started. And the Rocky Sucks chance are what basically forced them to turn him heel and join the nation. And once he joined the nation... You, you, oh my like, God! Yeah, you ever hear the term yeah. "rocket strap"? I mean, it's just he just went like from being this, you know, baby-faced IC champ that everybody chanted, you know, "Rocky sucks" or "Rocky die, die Rocky die, die Rocky die." Yeah, uh, you know, to to all of a sudden being a guy that when he was on your TV screen, you told everybody else to shut the fuck up. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> You're like, shut up. Just let, let me hear what he's got to say. Um, and, and you refused, absolutely refused to switch over to WCW when you knew the new Dwayne Rocky Maivia, the Rock Johnson, was going to be on your screen. When, when he started referring himself in third person as the Rock, like it just that charisma was oozing out of him. And it was just so obvious. He, he had the look, he and he backed it up in the ring too. He wasn't early on he wasn't like this crazy, amazing, super technical wrestler, but he was good in the ring and he got yeah. better as time went on. Mm-hmm. But he, he could put on a really good match with guys his size, guys smaller, guys bigger. He could he and again, one of the top what, two, three talkers in the history of the business. When he joins that nation and he kind of assumes a leadership role, even though Farouk was the leader. That was that was such a long-running storyline between, like, with him in there and, and him great, you know, being, like, 
kind of button heads with Farouk, even though they were both in. Like it, it was such. I love that aspect of that storyline. That doesn't get talked about that much of, of how great of a storyline it was and how how good of a long long term storytelling that was from when it first happened to when it actually blew up. <laughs> Sean <laughs> <Shiny Ripley. laughs> Douglas twenty three. The Rox promo was number one. Yeah, yeah, Sean. That that. Welcome I back, mean, Sean. You, you you could talk about uh, you could talk about Jericho being right there. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't necessarily disagree with you that The Rock was number one, especially back in those days. Mm-hmm. But there's a dude that talks about Space Mountain and some Lear Jets. You might want to yeah throw in that conversation. Uh, and then there's also uh, the Roddy Piper as well, who I I mm-hmm. think is one of the yeah. greatest talkers of all Dusty time. Dusty Rhodes, hard yeah. times, baby, hard times. No, and, but the rock belongs in that conversation. Yeah. Oh, whether yeah. it's a generational conversation or whether it's an all-time conversation, the rock is there. Yeah. No one in the attitude era was better than him on the microphone. Right. Yeah. Like I said, other than you know, you could put Jericho, you could put you could put uh, Austin kind of in that in that uh, you know category. But yeah, I think the rock was mm-hmm. was the best in that out of those guys. Coastal. What? Well, go ahead. I I was just gonna kind of like kind of finish up and say, but okay. obviously the, the Rock was was one of the main reasons why people started turning their their stations to USA rather than TNT. And I'll touch up on that after Coastal's done. I mean, uh, for everything everybody else has said, The Rock he started out, and Vince McMahon wanted him to be the next Hulk Hogan. He was a big dude. Big, pretty dude that he could make a super, super vanilla baby face, and it would be great. And the the era just didn't have it. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wanted that. And the, the Rock times was were changing. Yeah, the Rock was. You know, he was good enough to figure out what people wanted, and he knew what he could do, and it was incredible. And I think when he joined the nation, and I think him being paired with Farouk. And just because it was different then, you know, he didn't take, you know, chartered planes to get, you know, to events and stuff like that. He rode with Farouk, and I think that helped him understand what it took to get in the business and get through the business. And it helped him. And also, you know, his dad and his grandfather. And, but I just think he revolutionized promos. And he wasn't, as Sunday said, he wasn't the most talented in the ring, but. Just the way he had a match and the way he he acted during it, his mannerisms and the way he sold and the way he had that little extra on every punch and every kick. You know, the Rock's got that kind of little leg wiggle and he kicks you like it was a rock thing. You know, the spine buster, the people's elbow and the rock bottom and the sharpshooter, you know, near the end of it. It was all just flair he added. To, to, yeah. to his moves spitting on his hand with the last smack in the corner. Exactly. They all have it's the people's eyebrow. It's all the little things that make up for what very little doesn't make him in a you know a, a ring general or a ring technician. And ring let's ring not standard. forget about yeah. the famous catchphrases that this man has. Yeah. I mean there's a show named after him that's been on for twenty years. Smackdown. Like Hoagie's taking off for the night, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, night, night, Hoagie. Night, Hoagie. Have a good one, Hoagie. It's twenty minutes to twelve where Hoagie lives. <laughs> All right. Canada Lane. Yeah. So I have something 
that pertains Ooh, to yeah. The Rock and the Monday Night Wars. The Rock became The Rock over in WWF at the time. Now, if you look at what's happening on WCW side and they see this one guy kind of grasping and taking control in a way or being extremely relevant on the other side and turning heads and, you know, doing what he's doing, WCW didn't have really anything to combat The Rock. If you think about it. They did, but they didn't know they did in Chris Jericho. Yes. And that was what I was getting at because Chris Chris Jericho didn't become Chris Jericho until he switched. Obviously, he was still relevant in WCW in terms of him being a part of the Cruiserweight division over there for a good chunk of the time before he left. I think WCW really kind of dropped the ball once The Rock became The Rock because if you if if you look at it, we're talking at parallels, correct? So yeah, yeah. we're talking about NWO and DX. Okay, parallel. We talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin and eventually Goldberg. Kind of parallel in a way. You talk about Sting and The Rock. Parallel in terms of loyalty and ring work and the whole nine yards. Parallel and, I guess, character. You got the Sting rock. Taker. You, yeah. you got, There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. So, you so got the rock and yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's just, you know, Jericho tried to be that. He, you know, the the arm bar, Fujikawa arm bar, you know, that whole gimmick, that whole promo he did oh, and the I told the Jericho yeah. security. Like he tried to be that entertaining but could work guy like The Rock and Eric Bischoff was just too busy being stuffed up Hulk Hogan's ass to understand he had a bona fide superstar and Jericho at WWF and look what happened. Oh, the, the guy so, at WCW was Hoovy, obviously. I mean, well, I, well, okay, okay. So the so my 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 question that I was gonna get at. You take Chris Jericho completely out of the equation because Chris Jericho really became Chris Jericho over in WWF or WWE, whatever you want to sure. call it. Yeah. Um, who do you think you could even compare on WCW to The Rock? And that Just go in front. And <laughs> during that era, during that time when both companies were kind of paralleling big factions, big superstars all the way up until the point. To me, it seems like obviously Austin was huge. Obviously, Taker was huge. Obviously, NWO, Hogan, Goldberg, Sting. Those guys were huge on that side. But Uh, I I think the closest thing is DDP. DDP or Booker T. Yeah. After Harlem Heat. After Harlem Heat. But I think that was too late. Yeah, that was a little bit yeah. later. When The Rock was taken off, they almost kind of wanted to... It's DDP. Yeah, it's D- yeah. DDP was kind of like that people's champion type. Like the guy that, that the people... Whether, I had a diamond they, cutter shirt. Yeah. <laughs> whether, whether people wanted to, you know, whether they were booking him to win or not, the, the people wanted it. And that was kind of the feeling with The Rock. And that was kind of the feeling with DDP. So Or, to me, or Wolf, Wolfpack Nash, I guess, when he went against Hogan. I, I was even thinking, like, still black and white hall. It was a little bit kind of that, like, talker, you know, yeah. crowd kind of hey, going. Yo. 
Yeah, like that. The, the doing the survey and all that stuff. Oh, Scott Steiner, <laughs> just to see what stupid crap would come out of his oh, mouth. Oh. So to me, but it was, DDP's it, the only it, one was, that makes sense it, it was a good reason to kind of bring up the Rock in the Monday Night Wars talk or this series because, in my opinion, I think the Rock was one of the biggest factors in the turn of the tide. Because you had both, you have both companies competing with different elements of their show throughout the course of the Edge era, but there was nothing to really combat The Rock. The Rock was extremely unique, extremely different. That really, I don't think either company was prepared for. You knew that Rock was was going to become a star, but nobody thought The Rock was going to be The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, The yeah. Rock really kind of fucking turned into yeah. a larger-than-life character and turned into one of the greatest icons in the history of the wrestling business. Not just his ring work, but the way he talked, his charisma, his character, the whole fucking nine yards was just out of this world. You know? Yeah. He is yeah. he is arguably the best talk talker ever in the wrestling business. and And he can still do it. He could come up to Raw tomorrow night and pop a fucking 20-minute promo just out of his ass just like that. As yeah. long as he's got st- stuff written on his arm. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, they... I still say when he called John He's a one-of-a-kind. A, a fruity pebble. I was I just thinking yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And that was something he did. He came uh, back off the top of his head. He said that was improv. He made that up, like, on the spot. And that turned into like see you in your t-shirts. purple shirt and your green shirt and your lime <laughs> shirt and you look like, you're like a right. box of fruity pebbles. And 20,000 people went banana sandwich bullshit. It was on a t-shirt before the end of the night and Vince made yeah. a billion dollars on it in the next 30 days. And he said, thank you, Dwayne. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, and, and that's, that's why I popped the question because I was I obviously we're doing this series right now and I'm thinking and we're comparing parallels or we have been. And I'm like... WCW had no fucking answer for The Rock when he got big. And it it wasn't even close. Yeah, you could say DDP, but I think The Rock would still destroy him. I mean, <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, The Rock was a bigger star than DDP, yeah. but I'm just saying, if you wanted DDP to compare... DDP was also, what, state. like 38 at oh. the time? Was oh, DDP 38 at the he time? Might have, had, might yeah. have been 40. Yeah, he was he was pretty. He, he got into it. I mean, he was Kevin he Nash's manager in the first stint in WCW. I mean, he didn't. Uh, so he's trained to wrestle when he was like in his twenties, and then got hurt and stopped, and then yeah. still got ended up getting into the business because of his, you know he he was in the nightclub business, and the guys used to come there and like, oh yeah, you'd be good, and he became a manager, and then when he was thirty five, he went back into actually wrestling. So yeah, so yeah, I mean so. 19 he turned 40 in 1996 so that's when the rock debuted was 96 yeah yeah so he was yeah he was in his 40s i mean yeah you got rocky mayavia who's 22 23 or you have 40 year old ddp and we can go on and on about the rocks fuse during the attitude era because how many times everybody how many times did he main event wrestlemania with the one and only stone cold steve austin during this era as well. Three very good ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean. He won the two out of three. He did. No, win. no, no, he no, didn't. No, he didn't. won the two out of three. Austin yeah. Won, but he Austin won the won. last one. Yeah. yeah. He won the last one. But no, talking... he, he, 
he lost the last one because Austin turned. That was an Austin turned heel at WrestleMania 17. No, no, he, no, no, no. Was no. 19, oh, 19 was the last was one. Last one. I forget. Yeah. You know She's what? Said. The one at Safeco. You know why? Yeah, you know why I forget that one? Because my highlight of Safeco is the Brock Lesnar Kurt Angle match. Yeah. And the Chris Jericho Shawn Michaels match. I was about to say that, that one Jericho, too. Michael, <laughs> I remember that match. Yeah, I just remember Brock Lesnar like almost dying but still winning. Legit. <laughs> but getting back to The Rock, I mean, like we were just talking, how huge he was just on WWE side, but the entire war. I mean, what, in your opinion, what really set The Rock apart from everybody else on both companies, let's just say? Because... In my opinion, by far, his microphone work, his stick work. Yeah. It's just just the it factor. Just everything. The whole package. He had it. He was was great in the ring. He was very, very good in the ring. There were some that were better. He was entertaining in the ring. Every bit of it. When his face was on the camera, he made up for every bit of it when he had the microphone. And I say make make up for it as though he had try hard at that. He didn't. He was very good in the ring. You put a mic in his hand and he was. Oh, you put a you put a video camera in his hand. He shot one of his matches. He did. That was great. And <laughs> took a stunner with the camera in his hand. By the way. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was. It's everything that Mark you just said. He he's the rock. I he mean, was a sports. He's Dwayne I, now, but I think he transcended yeah. a wrestler. In the textbook definition, he was, I think you could say, one of the very first real, legit sports entertainers. When, when wrestling was kind of cool, this dude hosted Saturday Night Live and put Mick Foley and all those guys, you know, the big show and all of them on Saturday Night Live. Like a mainstream media juggernaut since the 70s. And here's The Rock hosting... When no wrestler kind of had, like he kind of paved the way for Rousey and John Cena, and, and he's really funny and great too. Like that's the thing. Like he is just entertaining it, no matter what he does. I, I'd love to see him cut a promo on a broom because I bet it'd be great. <laughs> I bet it would. You know, he he's the Rock. It, he's kind of a verb now. Like oh, that guy's kind of Rock. Yeah, he kind of <laughs> is. Speaking more about The Rock and the Attitude Era days, you talk about The Rock, you talk about guys like Stone Cold, you talk about guys like Taker, you talk about guys like Shawn Michaels, Triple H. On the other side, you talk about Hogan, you know, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, DDP, Goldberg, Sting. What, in my opinion, what really made The Rock so special is he wasn't one-dimensional. He wasn't even really two-dimensional. He was about as multi-dimensional as you can get in a professional wrestler. And I say that because of what he did without being world champion, without being the main event. He was still the top star. But we can talk about, you know, times like a nice little duo that The Rock was a part with called The Rock and Sock Connection. Yeah. yeah. And highest rated segment in the history of... Uh... Monday Night oh, Raw. It's it's your uh, it's your so, life, Raw. Yeah, yeah. And highest rated segment in the history of Monday Night Raw. So so very... now you have your top star. You have one of your top stars, not always in the main event, spreading out, still entertaining, 
becoming a tag team champion, creating obviously one of the most watched segments with Mick Foley on a Monday Night Raw. You didn't really see that on the other side that much either because everybody was kind of split up in their own separate divisions over there. You had the Cruiserweights over here. You had your tag team over here. You might have a tag team match or two like with like NWO and like a couple guys from WCW, but I mean... Well, Eric Bischoff ate the mic time up over Yeah, there. and... It was all Eric Bischoff all the like, time. The, the and it was all Hogan. Be, it was all... Yeah. It was all... All right, NWO. Right NWO. And then, and then once it was WCW's turn, I guess you could say, you, you got Goldberg's singles match squashing everybody, you know, every 30 seconds for a match. You had Sting either during the time when he was just, you know, moseying around, not doing anything, to when he was actually competing... And I mean, for those big guys over there, those those main eventers over there, they were always mainly in singles matches for a good chunk of the time over there. Where you saw on WCW, Stone Cold teaming up with another guy, same guy from the Rock and Saw Connection, Mick Foley, becoming tag team mm-hmm. champion. The Rock, obviously, with the Rock and Saw Connection, um, and like the the whole, you know, I, I, the, you might as well call this during the end of the Attitude Era with the corporation and the. Uh, corporate ministry and the whole nine yards they were they just did so much more than just main event and win world titles and i don't know i definitely think wcw completely dropped the ball when it came to really using their big talent for multi-purposes compared to what wwf did at the time it almost seemed like there's more opportunities for different guys to be able to have the TV time. If you weren't in the NWO, it seemed like for much of what, and it was successful for a very long time for them, but you had to be in the NWO to get any kind of, well, I mean, what it seems like any kind or of real notoriety or mic time or right. Or being a serious main event. level. That's why Jericho left. Yep. That was his whole thing. Like he was sick of like getting fed to the NWO. Uh, I mean, there are I very mean, few guys long that his yeah. goal in life was to get to the WWF like that. He he went to WCW with the hope of eventually going to WWF even when he yeah. first signed there. So, I mean, he was going to he was going to go there no matter what. It was the opportunity presented himself. This is really like the oh, 83 look at weeks McClutch in the in the in the in the yeah. chat. McClutch, what's up, big fella? Couple of handsome men. So which what's one? up, McClutch? <laughs> this, which which two of us are handsome? <laughs> Oh, hey. I mean, there are very few guys like The Rock. I mean, you have very few guys that are just the complete package. I mean, Eddie Guerrero was one of them. Um, You know, Austin is kind of the complete package. Kurt Angle is definitely the complete package. Great. Um, Jericho is one of those guys. But, you know, they're, they're few and far between. I know there's a whole lot I named right there, but... That was that's what made this generation so good. But The Rock stood out amongst all of them. We talk yes. about all these guys, but The Rock stands out above everybody. <laughs> Even when he was the IC, you know that IC Championship ladder match he had with Triple H at SummerSlam, the Highway to Hell SummerSlam, kind of overshadowed Austin Undertaker in the main event. That ladder match was so damn good. Yeah, for guys yeah. that. Two guys that size. They weren't small dudes. Like yeah, these were yeah. like full size thick guys doing having yeah. a ladder match for the IC title for God's yeah. sakes. And it was killer. Yeah. 
Well, mm-hmm. and one thing that doesn't get talked about the Rock enough in situations like this too is, I don't think there's been anybody in the history of the business, other than maybe one other guy, that have worked at the highest level as both a face and a heel like he did. Most guys, you could say, is a yep. better face yep. or a better heel. Yep. And okay. I, I think the Rock could do both and be the best at both. The only other guy that pops into my head that really does it had had done it at, at one point or another at both levels is Hulk Hogan. You know, obviously, red and yellow Hulk Hogan is the biggest face in the history of the business. Black and white Hulk Hogan was one of the biggest heels in the history of the business. Yep. So, Rock somebody is, says the NWO, for, what do you think Flair of Flair to an Hulk? extent? Yeah. Flair was kind yeah. of, he was a heel, but everybody loved him. But he still acted heelish. He, he, he's did, Ric Flair. Is Ric Flair face or heel? It, it all depends on what you think of Ric Flair. <laughs> Ric Flair's the man. Like, no, he could have done I, I that. Get, he could have done good. And it, it's like, not a gimmick. He's not a face or a heel. He's Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Clutch John Cena. I was just going to read that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, was, that is a good point, Sunday. I, I completely forgot. This, this shit. There's only been a few people that can really pull that off and really be good at both sides of the fucking line. I mean, Shawn Rock Angle was one of them. Shawn Michaels was good at it. Kurt I mean, Angle was good at it. Yeah, Mike, but Michaels was still a better heel. Uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar was. Great I liked him it. way better when he was a heel. Yeah, when Michaels came back later and they did the DX reunion with him and, and Triple H, and they were just you know clowning around against against like the Spirit Squad and the and, and McMahon's and stuff like that, it was funny and and cool and everything, but it wasn't main event caliber stuff. You know. I think Shawn Michaels, though, in 2003, when he came back in that Elimination Chamber match and that street fight he had with Triple H, that was, yeah, woo, that yeah. was really good. Yeah. <laughs> and he won the he won Goldie in that match too. He won. Yeah, the title he won in that Big match. Goldie in the first ever Elimination Chamber. Yeah. He won. Yeah. And then he probably went back in the back and said, "Don't anybody ever do that again." And Vince went, "Let's name a pay per view after it." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Rock was so essential in the Monday Night Wars; it was stupid. Oh God! Yeah, so essential, and it, it was really... one of the elements that tipped the scales. You had Austin yeah, McMahon yeah. being he able brought and brand recognition. Yep. To the world of wrestling, he made wrestling mainstream, much like Austin did to like, you know, you had your wrestling fans, but well, WCW know, Austin, did too. Austin was like an intro, yeah, but. WCW had the NWO, which was a mainstream, and then it was kind of like, but, right, well, there's but because of the well, NWO, yeah, yeah, you had, you had Flair and Sting. It, I mean, they, it was the company your dad talked about when he saw you watching WWF. He was like, "Oh, this is what I watched. This was NWA." But I mean, now it's WCW. WCW had had its own mainstream. They had celebrities on shows too, like Dennis Rodman Ooh. and Carl Malone Carl and all Malone these guys. Yeah. And they also had a lot of the stuff that they did, like they had all their uh, like monster truck stuff, yeah, yeah, and, and things like that. So they had like, a NASCAR, yeah, they had the connection with New Japan, beach. yeah, uh, Hog Wild out out in Sturgis, you know what I mean? Like stuff Eric like Bischoff that. had a lot of ins, which my in ass is going to Sturgis for yeah. the next couple of years. Mark so he he set up, you know, a lot of that. You'll see Jericho, he'll play Sturgis, so you'll see Fozzie. Yep. Boy, what a situation that was. 
<laughs> last time he was up there. <laughs> well, you know, it was the first inaugural super spreader event. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but my ass is going up to Sturgis in a couple of years. I'm going to go on that ride. Even if you got to go in a spacesuit, right? I don't care. It's 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 it's, ha- it's all my bucket list. It's happening once in my life, and I'm and I, I have the bike to do it. So I'm I'm gonna make an attempt at it soon. Um. But yeah, like we were talking. I mean, The Rock, like like Masshole said, he he was the, the the scale tipper. You know, once once The Rock became The Rock, you really started to see, you know the tide turn you started to see the quality of content go up on one side and be not worse on the other side but relatively i guess you could say plateau in a way the rock kind of came the rock became popular like somewhat close to when goldberg started to come started to become popular so i mean there was a little bit of uh rise on both sides but once goldberg lost and Everything just kind of faded off with him for a little bit. That's when The Rock really fucking shot in late 98, 99, right around that time. And he was holding the big boy belt. He was a part of one some of the biggest feuds in the Attitude Era. And I guess you could say Monday Night Wars because everybody's going to remember the Rock-Austin feud. That That's oh, yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Rock Triple H. Rock Triple H. Rock Austin Rock for the IC title. Early was oh, just yeah. as good yeah, as when Rock Austin for the WWE. That bridge in New Hampshire. Yes. That was a bridge in New Hampshire. He yep. hucked that, you know, the Owen Hart is like all oh, the Owen Hart IC belt. He hucked off the bridge. If I in New knew Hampshire. that was going to happen, I would have been sitting at the bottom waiting to catch it. No shit. Oh, I can't. I can't. Swim, but I'd have scuba gear on waiting. I'd look like I'm ready to catch a punt. Like, bring it to me. Throw that thing. <laughs> but, yeah, we remember the Rock Austin in the main event of Mania, but you got to remember the fun Rock Austin stuff. Like when Rock was cut, uh, Austin cut that promo on the Titan Tron and Rock's beeper lit up and he looked yep. and it said 316 on it. So you know? I was thinking, so I do have the uh, DVD. Well, I shouldn't say DVD. It's on my Amazon Prime. I bought it. I have the After the Bell uh, collection. Like, like the mm-hmm. moments after like Raw goes off the air, and they're still doing like the the dark matches and like the comedy shit at at the end of every yeah. taping or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I have that, and I I'm gonna check because I think we're gonna do a night chat. I think we're gonna do like a little watch along night because I think I can show that because I am on Twitch and it's an Amazon Prime thing. And if I get the okay to do that, I think we might do a watch along of that and laugh our ass off for a bit. Oh, because, that'd be great. Because there was a lot, a lot of Attitude Era shit and there was a lot of Rock and Austin. Just fucking, they hate each other on camera, but once the camera's off, dude, they're fucking hysterical. They're fucking hysterical together. Oh, yeah. Um,. And they used to shit on Michael Cole so All bad. the fucking time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Can we just stop and take a second to realize how lucky we are to have seen two of the biggest superstars in history carry a company through the time when they're in the biggest competition with the next closest company that is a threat to take over. And we saw two of the greatest superstars in history on the same roster feuding with each other 
over the course of Stone Cold's entire career because The Rock was around a lot longer. Just the fact that we got to see Stone Cold and The Rock a little longer, a little longer, (laughs) but still, just that we got to see the two of them rise to elite icon status to get almost at the exact same time too is like a very lucky point in history. And again, we've talked about how pivotal it is in tipping the scales and eventually WWE winning the war. If you just have Austin versus McMahon and, you know, Austin and McMahon, that whole rivalry, which was the best thing that ever happened in the Attitude Era, in my opinion, and then you have the NWO, those two things can fight each other. WCW can still take the lead and win. There were the other things like Jericho coming over, like The Rock being there that just kept tipping the scales eventually in WWE's favor where you knew it was just going to be a better show and they were going to come out the victor of the war. So I've been, I've been asking this question a couple times since we've been doing this series. I might as well ask it again. Without The Rock, say The Rock is a mid-carder at most and you don't see how electrifying he is and, and what he end up becoming. You think WWE wins the war? Yes. Still. Even minus the Rock. Yeah, the reason I say or that is... I shouldn't say minus the Rock, Rock not becoming as big as he was. Yeah, because I still think Austin and McMahon carries enough clout to make people turn. By themselves. The, yeah, it, I, I do because then, you know, you get that and then people start looking at, you know, DX was a good alternative to the NWO. I just think that product once Austin McMahon started after Austin won King of the Ring and all that started, I just think the product was better. And the reason I say that is I, when my kid was born two years ago, I used to stay up and feed him and I would watch, I started the Monday Night Wars from the first Nitro and I watched both products all the way up through. And the first couple, like the first two, like three years of Raw is pretty bad when WCW starts Nitro. But then as soon as Austin wins King of the Ring and cuts that promo, it, it's miles better than what WCW puts out. It's just so much easier and better to watch. That's tough. Because I remember in the beginning when WCW was really starting to come in the gear and really starting to beat them in the ratings. I mean, it wasn't just NWO. You also got to remember the quality of matches – between the two companies, WCW was easily one-upping WWE. Even when Austin was was on his King of the Ring run and started to be slowly be getting that push to become that main star on WWE, you you look at the quality of matches. I mean, WCW had a lot. They had a lot of cruiserweight. Obviously, they started the show with a cruiserweight match to get they, everybody they, they in, did. and. Well, that's one of the things that WWE lacks. So they absolutely slammed the cruiserweights in our face over in WCW in a good way. Yeah, and, and, and I and and I agree. But to me, about the time Austin won King of the Ring is the time that Roddy Piper showed up in WCW to main event with Hulk Hogan and Halloween Havoc, and I'm like, I don't want to see this, and I don't think I wanted to back when I was 13. <laughs> Like, I just, I, I think that was their downfall. They started relying on old names. And I st- I think that's what would bury him eventually. So that's well, my opinion. Well, you gotta, you gotta remember, too, that when, when the, the scale started to tip back towards the, the WWF, 
that's when WCW went into a little bit of a panic mode and started doing more of that stuff where maybe without some of the things that happened for WWF, maybe WCW doesn't go into a little panic mode and do, you know, they might not make the same decisions. There's, there's a butterfly effect, effect here, too. So oh, Yeah, but even when they were making those decisions, There's a lot of butterfly fair, effects on this show. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, but to be fair, when they were still making that Roddy Piper decision, The Rock was still part of the, the nation. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying Piper itself, because... They had a chance to get Roddy Piper and put Piper against Hogan and do that whole thing, and they 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 took their shot at it and wanted to. But to... then they did Warrior the next year, and it was just as bad. Yeah, well, Warrior was worse, <laughs> but that 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 was that was Hogan going. I want to beat the Warrior. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, and, and that was Warrior. Let me squash going. a food from ten years ago, brother. Yeah, and and that was Warrior going. You're gonna pay me how much? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I gotta do is come out and do this, and yeah, I'm and, good. And ha- and yeah. have a couple of shitty matches. I'm good. And kind could, of stupid ass promo about the and, one warrior nation. And I'm gonna show up in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> worst, absolute worst promo of that yeah. era. If The Rock was was here, like if he was, that's the goalposts. That's what you're trying to get. I I think that that mirror promo might be somewhere back in the opposite end zones. Stands buying popcorn. Like, God, it was bad. So I I want to hear your opinion on this Sunday. Let me let me let me hear your your answer on that question. Because I'm kind of interested in what you would say. Whether if there was no rock that well, not not no rock, but rock not being yeah. Yes. Old rock is as what he stayed mid card. Never made it much further. Just kind of. Yeah, if The Rock was Farouk. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ron Simmons should be a Hall of Famer. I mean, Ron Simmons is a great oh, wrestler. Oh, Ron, Ron Simmons is fantastic. I still Absolutely. never fully considered Ron Simmons a guy that would be like a man of a carry a company type of guy, but he was very, very good. Um, yes. Yeah, he was He was as good as Rock's dad, if not a little better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Do I think the results are the same? I think in the end, yeah, the WWF probably wins the war. Does it take longer? Either way. But I think it may have taken them a little bit more time. It may have been uh, a little harder for them. And with the, that small percentage chance where with with it going on longer and longer and longer, that all, all it takes is that one thing that WCW maybe would have come up with an idea that even though they weren't good at it, coming up with ideas at that point in that 2000, 2001, they were terrible at it. But if they fell into something that worked, could have swung the scales the and, other way. And, you never know. And not to interrupt, but they had that there. If you guys watch the very last Thunder on the network, there is a match between um, the Tokyo something and a uh, AJ Styles, a very phenomenal yeah. one. He was yep. in WCW yep. when they folded. They Air, were Air Raid or something were, like that as a tag team. Air was, Japan or something. Yeah, Air, Air Tokyo. I thought it was like Air Air Raid or something like that. Was the yeah, name but, of that tag team? Yeah, but, they were. AJ Styles was there and he was ready to yeah. go. <laughs> oh yeah. So, like I said, if it if it extends out a little bit longer, uh, you don't know what exactly could have happened. You know. But, and without Rock, maybe it extends out a little longer. But, I, I mean, WWF was still going in the right direction. WWF still had Austin McMahon. They still had DX, like you said, they, you, and Triple H, and, and guys like that that, that kind of, you know, 
were true main event game changers, while WCW's was was going to guys like Jeff Jarrett. You know what I mean? It just it. Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, Jeff here Jarrett. we go. I, 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 yeah. I understand the Jeff Jarrett hate, but can we just not shit on the man? Like he was good. Uh, uh, yeah, but put Jeff Jarrett up against Stone Cold. Put Jeff, you know, and in, in the main of in main event of each show, who's going to draw more against the Rock? Against well, that, that, that's like saying, and you know, don't get me wrong, but that's like saying, hey, l- let's put you know a a picture of the caliber of. Oh, I, I don't know, Mark Mulder against Randy Johnson. Yeah, Randy Johnson's super flashy and super good, but, you know, Mark Mulder's not bad. Yeah, but my point is that's <laughs> the guy they were running with up against Austin, up against, you well, know, Rock, they up have against... besides Rogaine, Hulk Hogan, and over-the-hill Slim Jim Macho Man Randy Savage and Scott Steiner who can't do a coherent thought? Uh, but that, that's my point, is they didn't have the courses... To do it, that's why WWF wins in the long run. Is they oh, didn't exactly, have yeah. the horses. I'm just that's saying, don't shit on Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's a decent worker and a decent character. He's a mid-carder at best. You know, that's it. He's not a main eventer. Never has been. Never will be. You know, unless he owns his own company, that's the only way he gets to to main event consistently is to own his own company. He, he should have won. Show. He should have been WCW champion once. That was a good enough for Jeff Jarrett. Once. Yeah, I even think that's too much. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, my question, in the absence of a rock that makes it to the elite superstar level of what we knew as the rock in our timeline, who else steps up in that? Because now you have an open role where there's a lot of mic time and there's a lot of somebody that could take Owen the Hart. brass ring. And he doesn't turn And that's what I was going to I was going to bring up an Owen Hart. I was going to bring up a young Chris Jericho that maybe oh. does oh, get more that TV was, time. That the, the guy right that gets more TV time. time without the rock oh. is Ken Shamrock. Oh yes, it's Ken Shamrock, one hundred percent. Okay, at that you know, time, at that time, yeah. at that time, if, if, the, if yes. the Rock doesn't doesn't yes. rocket strap, Ken Shamrock comes right in and and swings for the fences. He doesn't have the the promo skills, but he was okay at it. And you could have just put a manager with him and go. His promos weren't awful. They weren't no. like polished yeah. like a wrestler. No, but they no. were more angry guy, I'm going to yeah. come eat you promos. You could have put Shane McMahon with him because they were yeah. in the corporation at that yep. time. Yep. And that yep. would have been a really good fix. Have Shane and, McMahon talk for Ken Shamrock. And Shamrock scared you. He, yes, like, he did. Oh, he, yes. He scared you. Yes, he did. That's why you kind of got the idea that like his promos weren't good, but he wasn't there to cut a flashy promo like an Austin or somebody. He was there to tell you how much he was going to kick your ass and then eat you for dinner, and he, like, you didn't want to. He was the original Brock Lesnar. Yes. Yes. People talk a lot about, or I should say, inexperienced wrestling fans will look at guys that hold like the U.S. Championship, the IC title, all all these little mid card championships thinking that they're nothing you you guys have no fucking idea that you need like the the mid card spot or like the middle of the card spot per se is one of the most important fucking positions in a company i I completely you need to be able to talk and work exactly event guy if you can work and can't talk ah, they'll put paul Heyman with you and you're fine if you can talk and work you're you know, you're in the mid card because there's someone that's either flashier or can do better matches than you, and they'll put a talker with them that will be at the top, or they're prettier than you. For years, As the main event, you didn't even have man. to work. You, you know, you had, you know, for years, Hulk Hogan. 
I mean, even even after after all the knee surgeries with Austin, he 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 wasn't putting on great matches anymore. That that's when they were he was hitting yeah. people with chairs. They were running like during the yeah. whole Attitude Era for the most part. It was run-ins, it was weapons, it was dusty finishes, it was all types all of stuff over like the that. Place. Yeah. yeah, that that's well, what we it loved was. Because it, it was Crash TV, it was yeah. Vince Russo TV, and I mean that in the nicest way. Yeah, I do. You know, Russo did a lot of great stuff, but. When he had somebody it, to, 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 to say, no, that's a bad idea. Yeah. We're not going to do that one. <laughs> yeah. Why don't do this yeah. one? Those well, 16 we'll, suck. This one's we'll, good. Or we'll take 60% of this idea and I'll make a little bit of changes to it and yeah. we're going to run with that. You know? Yeah. Yes, we can light a dude on fire. We can't do it out in the road. No, we're going to keep it in the ring. But <laughs> He's yeah. not going to go with the crowd like he's on fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I, I mean, it was and light a guy's cigarette with his arm. <laughs> yeah, it's cra- it, You know, and I just thought of this. It weirds me out how everything then was Crash TV. And The Rock might have been the most pro wrestling out of anything in the Attitude Era. Agreed. It was sports entertainer level of it. Yeah, it wasn't like yeah he hit he probably scrambled a whole bunch of Mick Foley's head in wow. that Royal Rumble match. Wow! But if if you think about it even further, you had your Crash TV, you had your you know your actual pro wrestling. WWE still had actual characters back then too. You look mm. at guys like Taker, Kane, Mankind, Gangrel. Gangrel, he's still playing the character card too through this whole yeah. entire thing too. I, do you want I mean, to talk about a, WCW too? But I mean, but, yeah. but like Glacier and successful, and Mortis, Mortis. And, yeah, and, and, and James uh, Vandenberg Kiss is Demon. underrated. That Kiss. guy though, Disco Inferno, I guess you could say. Yeah. Disco Inferno right. is kind of a. I don't know if you guys pay attention to Twitter, but his, his recent tweet kind of soured me on Disco Inferno. He kind of said that the family of Brody Lee needs to release what happened. And I'm like, no, that's not cool, dude. I, I'm okay with them keeping it private. <laughs> well, it's a long okay. thing, and it's non-COVID related, so you can just leave it as that. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, like, getting back to what we were talking about, like, there were characters on both sides... And the the thing about most of the characters on WCW, a lot of them were the luchadors, like Ciclope and uh, Viano 4, Viano 5. But that was Mexican wrestling, and it was really cool to see in the yeah. States at that time. Because I was a magazine junkie, like Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I still subscribe to this day. Like, all the, like, I don't want to call them the dirt sheets, but the, you know, the Wrestling Observer newsletter my dad used to get because he was a wrestling dude, too, and you know, you'd read those and you'd hear about all this ECW and and you know the the AAA luchadors, and then you see Rey Mysterio for the first time, and you're like, "Holy crap!" But then you're like, "I kind of like The Rock more." I know I'm supposed to like actual wrestling as a wrestling fan, but I I like this guy The Rock, even though he's not as good in the ring. He's funny, and I like him. And that's what The Rock did. He made wrestling mainstream. I think more so than Austin did. Austin had the the blue collar. I want to kick my boss's ass mentality because we all, you know, you grow up, you eventually you kind of want to kick your boss's ass unless you really like your job. Right. At some point, we've all wanted to kick our boss's ass. Yeah. And Stone Cold let us live that fantasy. But The Rock appealed to everyone. Kids, older people. He was like the Shrek of wrestling and funny jokes for the adults. And, and The Rock was, fu- you know, pie. We look at that pie. Right. Like, I know it was later on. But The Rock, like, kids thought that was just funny. 
I thought it was adults, hysterical. The adults yeah. got the, the joke. The adults were like, I know what he's talking yeah. about. <laughs> he was a good-looking yeah, you know? dude, too, so he allowed WWF to hit a different demographic of maybe pulling in more women viewers That's who right. wanted yeah. to see this guy, like, smooth, slick talk on TV, good-looking dude, raising the people's eyebrow, dressing GQ. He yeah. was the model sports entertainer in every aspect. He had it in the ring, on the mic, on the camera. He was so the, the rock is what John Cena kind of evolved into like from. I like that. It's reaction. Yeah. yeah. All of it leads to reaction. Whatever yeah. the fans reacted to, whether you cheered them, whether you booed them, it's still a reaction. If you could get some sort of reaction in any way, shape or form in the wrestling business, you were going to be something. Mm-hmm. And rock was that and some, and not just a the rock. There was, there, there's so many other big characters during this Monday Night War that created that reaction. Hell, that's that, that's part of the reason why Goldberg became so big. It wasn't just a streak. It was it was the way the fans reacted to him when he first came in. And and the the and the best thing about that is it builds and builds and builds and you go back and you watch that I think it was late late July if you watch the Georgia Dome pop he gets My he comes God. out for that Hogan match. They literally that that Georgia Dome is only about three quarters filled because when they do the shot coming in before Goldberg comes out, you see like a quarter of the arena is empty and it's still one of the loudest pops. Yeah. Other than the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania, it might be the loudest pop I've heard. That's still sixty thousand people. Seventy thousand people, right? Yeah. And you and that was his second match in the night too. He wrestled twice and got mm-hmm. the exact same pop both times. He wrestled Scott Hall, and people wanted Scott Hall to just lay down in the ring. Like they're like, we don't want this. Just that whole night, you could just tell the whole crowd was like, we don't care what's going on. Just Goldberg hurt Scott Goldberg. Hall that night. Yeah, he fucked him up. Yeah, he he hurt him pretty bad. <laughs> I wonder if Scott Hall was sober. He, no, definitely <laughs> not. The documentary is out, at, and they talk about it about the streak. That's true. Yeah, yeah, they talk about the streak and they talk I about watched that it. night. I watched it. There was, and they, they don't an say eye opener, that's Scott. for sure. Yeah. That dude had no idea what he was doing. Not to get away from The Rock, but Goldberg kind of had no idea what he was doing oh. for a long time. And and I I'm, you know, I'm a mark and I love wrestling. So I watch. I like to go back and every time people say, Oh, Goldberg, 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 I like to just, you know, remind them, hey, watch this William Regal match from ninety six and tell me how good Goldberg is. <laughs> like it's horrible. It's hard yeah. to watch as a it fan. Is. The yeah. Rock never had one of those. Nope. No. As much of a pop culture icon as Goldberg was, the Rock never had stinker shit matches like he did. He well, worked with I mean, was because he, he grew up in a wrestling family and learned how to wrestle when he was a year old. When right. Gold, Goldberg, played, it. Goldberg played football, and then he went to go train to wrestle, and six months later they were putting him on TV. They were. They were, and that's fine. Six that's months, Goldberg's and, fault. And, and, no, and, and, and it's not. But by the time you worked with Hogan for a whole year, and then you get to work, like, he should have started to turn around. Even after he lost to Nash, he should have been able to put on some decent matches with, like, a Scott Steiner or a Buff Bagwell, or even Nash again, and he just couldn't. He can't have a match that goes longer than eight and a half to 12 minutes. That's the Goldberg maximum. The Rock can give you 40 minutes. Yeah, it's just a different different performer. But 
And the Rock and can work with, that, with talk everybody. About Goldberg, and, and I'm getting get into geek mode here and talk about rating like in video games they do, but we we shouldn't talk about Goldberg as an S tier performer like everybody else does. The Rock is S tier. Goldberg well, the, is not. They, yeah, I agree. With I don't that. know. I don't think people consider Goldberg an S tier performer. They call consider him an S tier star. If you look at Twitter, people would disagree. People think Goldberg is a great professional wrestler, and I just puke when oh, I see man. that. I'm not going to take. I'm not going to take Twitter's opinion on that one. On Twitter is what 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 the general public. You Everything know, like on the internet is true. You guys don't know this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're on the internet right now, and I'm saying something, so it must be true. Exactly. <laughs> Live like, as it the happens. Tractor trailer steamroller of a human being that Bill Goldberg was. He had that look. He had that aura. He had that intimidation element. And for the first three and a half minutes of a match, he was everything you wanted to see out of a huge, gigantic big guy. Do I think he was a great wrestler? Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. But he had the presence that some other great wrestlers didn't have. Man, it was the character, bro. That's true. It was the character, yeah, bro. Yeah. He he had that indestructible fucking character. And, and and oh, I and I, every I, single time really, he made I, that face, it was that face that really fucking mm-hmm. captivated everybody that that I'm going to fucking take this fucking guy's head off right now. Get ready. <laughs> Oh, I, I, I got a, I got two Goldberg shirts for Christmas one year because when I was like 12, that was the shit. And I had one that I wore, you know, to school because it was either that or my NWO shirt. Or my, it was a wrestling shirt if I went to school other than picture day because mom wouldn't have that. But uh, and I had one I cut the sleeves off of and it was, I wore it under my football pads because I wanted to be like Bill Goldberg in football and spear people in half. Okay. He was a phenomenon. But if you look back on it, and now that I'm kind of, you know, I, I've graduated to what I call a wrestling mark, I look back and I go, man, he is just not a wrestler. He's an, a, he is an attraction. And I mean that in the nicest way, but at least Brock Lesnar can wrestle. Like, I'm just, I, I soured on Goldberg because I got old. Kind of how you soured on Hulk Hogan before he became Hollywood. You just you grew out of Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah. We grew out of Bill Goldberg. You don't grow out of The Rock. I think you just start appreciating The Rock more as you get older for the funny shit he says that you never picked up on. <laughs> and now you're just like, oh, I like this. Dwayne can still work and he's really funny. <laughs> just bring him on Raw. It's fine. I don't <laughs> care that he's taking up time from... Finn Balor or Keith Lee or, or any of them young guys. I just want to see Dwayne. It's good. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get as upset as you do when, say, Hulk Hogan comes on and you're like, okay, why is Hulk Hogan on my TV and not Cedric Alexander? Right. <laughs> Mark, I don't think you answered the question yet. I think you're the last one. Sorry if I rambled. No, that's all right. <laughs> what was the original question? If Rock was not a top tier wrestler oh. that he ended up being does he well i should say does wwe, does WWE still, win still win the, the war? war and i'm with the fellas when i say yes i believe they still would have won the war do you think it would have been longer or it would have been around the same time no i think it would have taken a little bit longer of a time i think we might have seen a little bit longer of an attitude era as opposed to like the ruthless aggression coming in and the invasions and stuff. I think we would have seen a lot of that in the same timeline, but I think it would have been a different star that would have filled the role. 
And that's why I asked that question earlier, that if it wasn't The Rock, who would it have been? And I think we would have seen somebody else who could take the mic and go nuts or another character, like Savior said, Ken Shamrock, jumping into that role. I see more of a freer Chris Jericho jumping into that role because when we said who parallels and Coastal said Chris Jericho, that's exactly where my mind went when I heard you say who could have paralleled The Rock in WCW's time before, you know. And I think it could have been Chris Jericho, and I don't think if there is a Rock or if he is stuck to, you know, mid-card status, never elevates higher, just gets stuck there. I think you see a guy like a Chris Jericho take the ball and run. I think you see him become the next super entertainer because he always had it in him. He never lost that. Chris Jericho was one of the few guys that was the same character from beginning to end. It was just the asshole version or the good guy version. Um, he didn't change his aura. He was very Ric Flair-esque in that regard, if I can use Chris Jericho and Ric Flair in the same sentence. They didn't change their persona as much. It was just whether they were being a dickhead, a badass, or a good guy. Um, and I know that and somebody would say, well, guys. duh. Yeah, but like like Sunday had said earlier, you know, there's a few guys that can work face and heel. Jericho, Rock. Absolutely. You know. And the, in the absence yeah. of a rock strap. Yeah. Edge, absolutely. Um, Orton. Randy Orton yeah. is another one mm-hmm. for a long time. When you when you get like uh, Randy Orton, that who was it that he accidentally like almost destroyed on the announce table? He picked him up too high one time outside the ring. Oh, uh, fucking! I, was that Gen- one of the Singh Gen- brothers? Gen- yeah, yeah. It was one yeah. of the Singh brothers. He picked him up and he almost oh, the like Bollywood let him boys go. now. And he yeah. kind of looked in the camera and went, oh, shit. Yeah, he was like, oh, probably going to have to pay for that medical bill. Oh, that's my bad. I think <laughs> Jericho takes the the brass ring and runs with it in the absence of a rock that grabbed the ring and ran with it and became like the number two or the one a to the austin mcmahon or the dx mcmahon or any of that stuff you then you have you have jericho leading that charge in the midcot instead of the rock leading it for a long time now man could you could you imagine going back being eric bischoff and looking at him and say Coastal, 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 hold up for a second because I'm going to get to probably exactly what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Think think about how you answered that question before. Now here's another one for you. Say The Rock wins his IC title and then ends up. Now, before you answer this, I want you to think of how creative on both sides would would run each show uh-huh. and how they would book people. Okay. Rock wins the IC title over in WWE and says, screw it, I'm not going to get a push here. I'm going to make more money in WCW. Say say the Rock goes to WCW. What's your outcome? I think uh, the Rock... Oh, okay, Coastal. Good, good. We'll start uh, with Coastal, I, yes. I we'll start with Coastal. Yeah, so, whew, um, hold on, gathering some thoughts. <laughs> so Rock wins IC title, basically pulls Shane Douglas, probably drops it at that time either to Triple H or Owen. I don't know, Owen. Maybe he drops the Bulldog on the way out. I don't know. He he leaves. I think he's still pretty young. He probably uh, he debuts on Nitro definitely. Maybe doesn't jump right in with Hogan. I think that's probably the ultimate end goal with them, obviously, is to get him with Hogan earlier. 
Or do you think, think he becomes he, the leader of the NWO later on? No, I don't think he joins NWO. I think he comes over. I think they keep the baby face on him because he talks, and everybody in WCW at that time in wrestling loved talkers. Um, I think you have him feud with probably... You maybe have him feud with a Booker T for the U.S. title to begin with. You give him a decent U.S. title run. He maybe drops it to Page or Booker T again. Then you have him maybe at Halloween. This is fantasy booking at his finest, folks. Let me tell you. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I wasn't expecting that. And challenge Hogan maybe after maybe you after Hogan Piper instead of going the other way. You have and do another Piper about that time maybe later instead of Warrior. You have. Uh, Hogan and Rock lead up to Starcade. Maybe that makes Sting not a factor in the Crow Sting. Who, who knows? That's tough at that point. Maybe you have him and Sting go at it after that Starcade. Jeez, that would be cool. After Starcade '97, after Sting wipes out Hogan, then you have the Rock take on Sting, and that's your Bash of the Beach matchup. I think either ultimately you end up him Sting, him Hogan. I think it might drag on another, make it drag on another two years, maybe. But I still think WWE wins. The star power of Taker, Michaels, Triple H, Austin. It's too much. Marky Pins, I see you have already said something. Well, yeah, I'm. So when you. I mean, that. That that's tough to lead. I mean, that was fancy booking in under two minutes. That's pretty impressive, right there. You you, you just covered like two years worth of fucking uh, a wrestling card, right there. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna take the other route of it. So when you said about how you know what could happen if he goes to W, I don't know how well it goes for him. To be honest, in in a in a in a if in a best case scenario, I no maybe not best. But in one case scenario where it does go very well, you know, he feuds with NWO, he does feud with Booker T and wins belts and stuff and rises to pro. I don't know if you get The Rock as we know The Rock if he goes over there. I don't know how well it goes after a while. If he starts becoming too big, how does Hogan and Nash Oh, do we get that doesn't off? work for me, brother? I don't know. It's quite possible. It, it's entirely possible he doesn't get the TV time over there. I mean, look at a guy like a Chris Jericho who had all of it and then some. It didn't go so great over there for him for a long period of time. You know, if you get the rock and all of the full rock star power, like let's say you replace the rock with how Bret Hart went over there. You had a guy that had all the star power in the world. He was like a walking machine gun of star power. And that didn't go so good for Bret Hart over in WCW. I know Rock is a lot younger, to, and it's no, a different generation. Honestly, to, to be fair, Eric Bischoff butchered that. They never should have come out the night after the screw job with the Canadian flags. They never should have let on that he was coming. It should have been saved for at Starcade because you already had everyone tuned to Starcade because of Sting Hogan. He should have come out then. He should have premiered at the end, and he should have looked at Sting and pointed, and it should have been Battle of the Scorpion Deathlock Sharpshooter. That Sorry, that's fantasy booking again. You go. Love it. <laughs> Love it. But I'm not 100% convinced that we get the legendary elite electrifying one of The Rock that we get if he stays in WWE and has his feuds with Austin and joins a corporation and and the whole bit. I don't know if we get that. You might not. It's one of these at this point. It's 
Right. It, it's yeah. it's it's a coin flip. Do we still get the same guy that has all the potential in the world to blow the roof off of any arena that he's in? He has all the potential in the world. Is it allowed to be fulfilled and recognized? We don't know how well Bischoff liked it or would have stuck with Rock. Maybe Vince has the thing with the Samoan boys. Loves to keep them on TV. They're strong. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're great on the mic. They've been. They've always had a TV presence in WWE or FE all the way through. Do we know if Bischoff gives him three months and if it's not working out as good as he wants? Or what if it's working too good and you do get, hey, man, I don't know about this kid, brother. I don't yeah, know about how much it's going. doesn't work for me, brother. We don't know. <laughs> I, I don't really know. I personally just don't get a warm, fuzzy feeling that we get the same rock that we get if he stays in WWE. Does WWF still win the war? I still say yes. I still say yes. I mean, you have so many personalities. Correct. In I don't know if they use. You have Nash, point. Hogan, right. Scott Steiner, Eric Bischoff, like those four right there. And then you throw, does Russo go over if Rock leaves? Like, oh, like, uh. yeah, there's it, a lot of, I mean, I was talking best case scenario, but I like how you. Kind well, of that was one very a, positive case scenario, yeah. but I was thinking to myself, I don't know if. Do they hang on to him for long enough? Do they allow him to have as much time to realize, to practice? You were subscribing to the theory I have where the grass is greener on the other side because it's fertilized with bullshit. You know, does he get the mentor of Farouk and maybe some of the other guys behind the scenes? No. Does he get somebody else over in W? We don't know. Booker T's kind of too young at that point to mentor him. And I don't say that because I, I know I made it sound like Ron Simmons, Booker T. Oh, they're black. Rock has to go with that. No, I'm just saying those are two guys that are similarly the same size, have a similar background. Ron Simmons was a standout football star. Rock was a standout football star at Miami. Yes. Booker T is the same size, works the same style as him. Those are two guys that paralleled Rock that could have taught him a thing or two in the ring and probably did. Damn straight. Honestly. Yeah. Damn straight. I'm sure Ron Simmons taught Dwayne so much through the years moves and then just knowledge of just like you said yeah. just driving up the road sitting in the car for four or five hours just sitting there and simmons is telling him all about his matches all through the years mm-hmm. you know beating vader for the world title i see here's it's how you work with a big guy i worked with vader and he's super yep. stiff here's how you work with that and make it work to your style exactly mm-hmm. we don't know if we get that that Dwayne or that rock you might not sunday what do we got so, if The Rock goes to WCW in, in that era, Rock becomes The Rock because he's The Rock. I mean, they're, they're, he, he's going to shine. They're, they were going to give him the chance. He's not Chris Jericho. He's not a cruiserweight. That's so what that, I was that, that, to. That, that's what, what, what kept Chris Jericho back was he was a cruiserweight. It's also a guy that has uh, the, the heritage of his father and grandfather. It's also a guy that they got from WWF, so they want to make him a star because they got him from there to, 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 to prove it. But what I think happens, he becomes a star over there, he realizes how poorly run it is, and he wants to go back. <laughs> he spends a year, year and a half, two years, and he wants to go back. So you still, realize, think, so you still yeah. think that WWF yeah. wins the war at that point? Correct. So. But The Rock still becomes The Rock because that's who he was going to become. I don't I just, think there's yeah. any chance that he doesn't become the the monster star, no matter what company he was in. Do they give him the freedom to do what he yep. does, though? Yeah. Yep. There, there was more, I, as much I freedom don't think there. So. Yeah, yeah. Oh, without question, they, he gets the freedom to do his stuff. Without question. Well, 
I no, I I think there is a question, and I think it comes in the form of, and I've said it a couple times already. It doesn't work. Don't say me, Vader. We yeah, we have had a good fucking no. route right now. No, 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 no Vader I, I, tonight. I Vader. Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say that, but Hogan has a different feel for guys like The Rock, who have the the history of the business, the the legacy, the father, the grandfather, people that Hogan wrestled against when he was you know coming up as well. It's different than when it's Billy fucking Kidman. You know what I mean? It's different. I, I understand that. And don't take anything away from Hogan with Billy Kidman. That was a good program. They both did well in that. Yeah. My thought is Hogan has a respect for that, but he ain't putting you over. He put and over I still think I still think the only put over Goldberg. He did. He put over it Goldberg because because Eric I, Bischoff probably paid him a lot. And he knew he it was it's Crash TV. It's Crash TV. He knew it was ratings. Everything was ratings then. And Rock is Rock would have been ratings. He knows it. He put over Goldberg on his plan. He calls up Bischoff and says, this is what we're going to do. And Bischoff went, are you sure, Hulk? Yep. This is what we're going to do. Hogan also had back surgery like three weeks after that and was out for four months. Sure. But... He, he put him over because he knew it was smart because he was going right. to be gone. He doesn't put The Rock over that young. He did it WrestleMania. Because, and the only reason that happened is because the crowd, he shook his hand and everything after and put him over that way. The only reason that he put Goldberg over is because he was going on the shelf. Goldberg probably would have had his streak broken if Hogan could have kept going. Hogan's put so many people over in his career. So many people over in his career. He... So he uh, he lost a world title to the Undertaker. He he. Uh, hold on, I'll I'll counter that because Ric Flair put a steel chair under him when he got tombstone. Granted, he missed, but he still put it under him. That's one fuckery. Continue with the Hulk Hogan. He still put over. him over. He still lost. He lost the title eh, to that guy. Not clean. Not clean. It doesn't have to be clean. He was the face. The faces don't lose clean. That's that's how it works. Okay. I, I, I don't mean, know how I you put someone part. over not clean. You're not losing. You're not proving they beat you. You talk about putting people over. That's what putting somebody over is losing a match. So my counter to that that was that it was at that era where no matter what happens to the face, the face was going to be the face, the heel was going to be the heel. And if the face lost, then, you know, whether it was clean or dirty, it's – he's – Hogan's still going to be strong after that. Taker's going to be stronger as a heel. And remember, Taker lost it a couple days later, so it wasn't a, a big title run for Taker. Hogan, Tuesday oh, in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hogan got the title back. But, but I'm just saying, it's, I, I, yeah, and you, 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 you're you running with something where I was starting with one guy and I was going to go with like 10 others. He drops it to Taker. He, he, he drops it to Warrior. He dro- You know, the up-and-coming star. He drops it like... Hogan would drop titles to, to guys. Hogan would get beat. Yeah, a lot of them weren't clean, but that's how wrestling was written back then. The face didn't get beat clean. It's just that's how it was. And That's how you beat the face more than well, half hold the time. On. Yeah. Here's my justification. Not so much putting people over. Hear me out on this. No one outshines Hulk Hogan. And I will do this. WrestleMania 4. Now we're back then. He, 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 he made sure... That macho that he man, gave, he was he in the ring. Run. He gave him up. Gave macho the Ultimate run. Warrior, same thing. 
Yeah, giving him the rock. Uh, uh, Yokozuna. No, we can't have we can't have Yokozuna do anything cool. I'm gonna beat him nine seconds after he won the belt. Like it's no one Hogan. outshines. No one outshines Hogan. But and, that Yokozuna thing was not Hogan. That that was 100 not. That was Vince going. Uh, how can you do me a favor? I yeah, need. But Hogan had creative control even then. The, the thing I'm getting to is it, it's a coin flip. The Rock may have been the Rock, but the Rock may also have been sabotaged by egos like Hulk Hogan, Bischoff, Nash, Hall, Scott Steiner. You know, it was politics in WCW. It was at that point Vince was like, I'm still Vince McMahon, but I'm going to let whatever makes me a shitload of money make me money. And Bischoff was more like, and granted, Bischoff was handcuffed by standards and practices at a point. But in the Attitude Era, when that stuff was really happening, it was kind of like, ah, Bischoff just wanted him and Hogan to be the center of attention. And I get that because it did sell seat tickets. It put asses in they seats. They made themselves a lot of monies. It also destroyed the company about, in the long run. Yeah, but they cut about five years off their longevity in doing all that. That's kind of my thing. It was a it was a coin flip or, you know, a, a you know a blender filled of things. Whether or not you get the Rock, I don't think it's guaranteed you get the Rock as we know the Rock in WCW. I think we get a version of it, but I I just think that too many politics, not just Hogan. I just think too many politics come into play, and we we're not a hundred percent sure if we get the Rock. See, I, I that's. You're saying almost what I said. I just think you get the rock, but the politics come into play, and he doesn't want to deal with the bullshit. He leaves, you know, because he's still the rock, no matter what. But then he it's comes still and Dwayne. Comes. But then he's not he's not the rock when he comes back to WCW because Vince has a shitty, shitty. Just he holds grudges against people that leave and and come back. Yeah. He did, to, you know, he, he's uh... done it to multiple people. Hulk Hogan left and came back and he, won a title. But, but, but Dwayne was no Booker T is Hulk also Hogan, another Hulk one too. Hogan only only won that title because of the reaction he got at WrestleMania 18 when he okay. went against Dwayne. So, but he got a WrestleMania huge WrestleMania match against Dwayne. Right, against but you never say it's Hulk Hogan. I mean, it, it's Vince. Okay. But look what happened to Booker T at WrestleMania against Triple H. He got buried. But Booker T also oh, won a world Booker title T down the line too. Yeah, Booker T won one world title and was is is in the Hall of Fame. So what what else? Soon to be two time Hall of Famer. That's Actually, true. is is two time Hall of Famer. He is because Harold Heat's in there. Yes, I'm just saying. Just because I end up on the top of no. the card for the whole his whole career doesn't mean he was buried. Okay, well, hear me out. I'm trying to explain what I meant by that. You have we the get floor. The rock. We, we get The Rock, but we don't get him for 15 years. We probably get The Rock for seven, six or seven years as we, we know for. him. That's all we got him for. Him. We he, had he, The Rock from about 97 until 2004. And even then, he was ah. part-time from 2002 to 2004. He was part-timer making movies. He was literally there for like six, seven years as a, as a real day-in, day-out performer. Okay, so you don't consider John Cena a wrestler right now? Like, you don't consider John Cena still part of the wrestling community? No, like, like even though the they're not there, but... He's not part of the product. He's not John, part of the product. John Cena has become an attraction, just like Brock Lesnar, just like yeah. Taker used to be. 
Brock Lesnar shows up like the Rock is now. No, Brock Lesnar shows up to work way more. Yeah, but he's still an attraction, though. I know, but I'm just saying. Showing up up way more than Brock Lesnar does to work is kind of like being the last person to get on a mandatory car ride. Like, yeah, you're here. You're 45 minutes late and you don't care, but you're here. Like, yeah, John, like Brock Lesnar shows up to work. He's not motivated. I've said all this before. Brock Lesnar is the one of the best things to watch when he's motivated. Like, I, I, I don't remember seeing Brock not motivated ever, but, uh, I mean, I watch really? him. And he puts on good matches. He does, he does what he's booked to do. He looks like a monster at all times, which is what he's supposed to. I mean, I don't see what he does wrong. Keeps the title off of TV for too long. That he, he doesn't. So that's still incorrect. I know it's not him. That's Vince. That's creative. That's booking. Right. He he shows up and does does that's what the, the script that's tells guilty. him. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't give him that big of an out. I'm sorry. I think most of it's him. He can't it can't be. He has literally no control over it. Zero. He has suggest, suggestive powers, right. but he's no control right. over it. If they say you drop the title, he drops the title. Yeah, and then or he's he, fired. No, and, no, he and, doesn't. And he's breached and and the contract and he doesn't get paid. No, no, we've seen it. What, if they, they say, hey, you're losing the title, he goes, no, no, New Japan, I'm not losing the title, and I'm going to take your title home for the next year and a half. 23-year-old Brock. I'm talking now. That was Brock. No. I would argue it's worse now. But that's so, so you're the same, same. You're the same person when you were 23 as you are now. Everybody here, no. I mean, you'd make the no. same decisions. No, that's wrong. I wouldn't. That's completely I, wrong. I wouldn't. Right? Nobody would. Brock is a different man. He was a kid. He was in. He would even admit now he was a dumb kid at that point. I don't know if he was a kid at that point. He was an ex-WWE champion. He had a great run in WWE. He had just gone to the Minnesota Vikings and almost made the team. Then he went to New Japan, and he wanted to make money before he yeah. went to the UFC. Yeah. I don't think that was young uh, Brock. I think that was middle-aged Brock, who was a greedy prick and who didn't want to be outshined. That was 20 years ago almost. That was fifteen, you know, fifteen years ago. He he was like twenty eight, twenty nine years old, whatever he was. You, you want to continue with that? Because let's see, he was in WrestleMania twenty in two thousand four, and that was sixteen years ago. Then he, that's when he left. Yeah, so so fifteen years ago, eh. and and he's and he's in his early forties now. I still think you're giving him a little more credit than he deserves. I think you're giving him as little credit as you could possibly can because you don't like the fact that he doesn't show up 300 times a year like all these Dude, other guys. Dude, I am... Some of my favorite wrestling matches in the world are Brock Lesnar matches. Like, I, I think the one he... I, I just I, said it. Kurt, like Angle, it Kurt Angle at 19. You didn't like his performances. I said, you don't like that he doesn't show up 300 times a year like everybody else does. I, I, I don't like that. I, I don't like that a main event of a big four in Survivor Series was built up for three and a half weeks. With Goldberg coming back, and it was fucking four minutes because somebody had a hair across their ass. I don't care which party it was. I'm what sorry. What are you talking about? Like, big four main events shouldn't end in less than 15 minutes. I'm sorry. I'm a traditionalist in that way. Okay. And Brock Lesnar has ruined more main events than he has made better. 
WrestleMania 3's main event was nine minutes. It's the most important match in the history of wrestling. I disagree that it was the most important match in WrestleMania without question, it's the most wrestling history. But it's, a, it's without question. One at a time, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. Okay, no, hey, that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. You know, it's the most talked about, the the most shown, the most seen, the most you know, like everything about it. It's the most important match in the history of the business, and it was nine minutes. Okay, cool. And it was WrestleMania three. Good stats. Yeah. So I mean, it. Wrestling is a is a. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, real quick. Let him finish. Let him finish first. Okay. Let him finish first. Same business. It's it. So the whole point is to put butts in seats and eyes on screens, and they do. Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg do that. Did that? Still do to this. You main event them now. It'll get views. Right now, today, tomorrow. Tomorrow on Monday Night Raw. Lesnar more than Goldberg, maybe. Yes. Nobody's going to tune in to watch a Brock, uh, Go, uh, Bill Goldberg main event. You're wrong. Not- You're- Go- Goldberg draws eyes no matter. When he fought Dolph fucking Ziggler, he drew fucking eyes. No, I didn't watch SummerSlam for that. I watched SummerSlam for other things. I did not watch it for Bill Goldberg. I understand. You didn't. I'm, I'm talking about the millions that did. Millions. And all of them were like eight years old, nine years it old. That's matters. The- Right. You're I, right. I You're can, right. I can understand where where Sunday's coming from. Where we're at an age where yes, I, us guys who watch Goldberg from back in the day, and they watch him now, they could care if Goldberg ever steps in the ring again. We're talking about the eight to fifteen year olds that never got to see Goldberg from back in the day that are now what, randomly what, seeing him now. Forty-five-year-olds that don't really watch wrestling anymore go. Bill Goldberg, let me go watch him again. I I, I remember yeah, him. I mean, it's, Sunday's well, talking about the the the, the fans the that don't care. Yeah, it's the attraction value but, of what they here, are now. Here's the yeah. thing: the problem with problem with guys like us is we see it through our own eyes, and what we like is like I love watching Cedric Alexander perform. I think he's one of the best performers in the world. I, I couldn't agree. agree more with you. I agree. Yeah. Does he draw? Does he draw mass audience? He does not. No. He does not. So we want to see him in a main event. We would love to see Cedric Alexander get a shot. Like Cedric Alexander versus Kevin Owens in the main event of WrestleMania. Don't you think that would be a fucking amazing match? Boner. Right. Ladder match. Let's make it a ladder match, brother. (laughs) There you go. How do you want to do it? But would it draw our eyes? It wouldn't. No, but I think AEW is changing that perception. I think you can have two good workers like that and draw. You can have workers, but you still need the character. You still need the build. And AEW is doing that, and they're still drawing less than a million viewers every week. It's it's still not the it's it. The wrestling's the, not the same. This, the Attitude Era taught you that you didn't have to be a great worker. You had to be a great character. The biggest ratings in the history of this business were with dusty finishes, title changes every thirty days. You know, guys that couldn't necessarily work. But and and maybe twenty percent of the show's content was wrestling, and the rest was bullshittery. And it was the biggest ratings in the history of the business. But not well, just because of those reasons. There was an element. Wrestling was changing. Culture was changing as well. It was getting away from the fucking comic it was book. Jerry stuff. Springer. It was I, becoming that's real, my- the first reality television. Not necessarily. Just because of the things that you mentioned were why it got better. It started becoming more real. 
it just yeah. is significantly more real, right? And those characters and those things worked then. And those guys now, the Brock Lesnar's, which I can't say Brock Lesnar because he's done more than Goldberg has in recent years. But I feel like the Goldberg effect is just literally trying to grasp on to guys our age, maybe a little older, and those of us who have told our kids about this guy, and they've seen old YouTube about him, and they grasp into a straw that they don't have too much more time to grasp at. And right now, that is taking time away from building new stars and building new storylines that they've done a really shitty job with over the last couple of years, but, in mm -hmm. more than a few people's opinions. And you're still grasping on to that old WCW aspect of, let's bring back the older guy that everybody remembers because it'll work for a month. It'll I work understand. for two months. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't agree with them putting titles on guys like that. I that's don't. the shitty part with Lesnar. Lesnar was perfect without the belt. I understand he's a fucking monster with the belt. But with a lot of people that were, uh, it was a divisive tactic that half the people who watched it all the time right went, yep, where's, yep, the, yep, yep. Where's, where's the title? Why aren't we seeing the title? Oh, I, Brock Lesnar has it. And it instantly created hate for Brock Lesnar. Not even because of anything he did in the ring. Everything he did in the ring was right. For the monster of a man that he was that and, had a fucking what? sword and knife tattooed in his chest. And, and, and you want to know what? Even when he was, you know, the champ and people wanted to see the the the, 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 the title on screen, yep. they still didn't want to see him drop it to Reigns. They were still cheering him to win over Reigns. It's true. Barely. No, in not some barely. Regards, no, some it's true. Over the top. Not all. You can't say it's true for all. You really over can't. Because the there are some people who would have really rather have seen, even if you give okay. the title. To you keep saying some people. I'm talking about the mass audience that, at the time when there was actually crowds to watch, you know, live crowds to watch. Yeah, I remember those days. The, the, Everybody the, hated Roman Reigns. Yeah, so Everybody they cheered, they cheered for Brock over Roman, even even though Brock didn't have the title on, on Raw every week. So my, my point in that is... There's, you know, people still don't have, you're still seeing it from your smart mark point I, of view. Not, not you just. Are. You are. I have a son that gr is growing up watching this same yeah. shit too. But seeing it, but he's still learning from you. You're still teaching him what to think. No, 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 no. My son still, has as much YouTube as he could ever imagine and he could give you stats and stuff. Yeah, and he's okay, watching but, stuff. But, 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 but my, my point there too is if he's going through YouTube and he's becoming a smart mark. Yes, that yes. that's that's my point. You're you're so you're still only looking through it from a smart marks point of view. I want to look, look at it through the guy that just watches maybe not every week, but most weeks. Look at guys in chat. May, maybe but, not open a close. You know, guys that just like. But you're that's not at your everyone. majority audience. Yeah, no, even. that's that's a significant majority. The majority of the audience are those guys, not us. Are the people who are barely watching wrestling? Then that's bad. If no, they no. tuned out all the people that have been watching for years and years and years, and they have to go after a brand new target, look, these no, younger no. kids, they're going to be the able to watch the hold up, hold up. maybe 20% of the audience. The rest are the, the, the more casuals, the people that aren't looking into, aren't reading the, the dirt sheets, aren't looking into, oh, this guy, this guy's contract's up, and where's he going to go? That's 20% that's of the audience is doing that. The other 80% is just tuning in and watching, and that's it. And they're enjoying it, and they, and they like Roman Reigns. On that one. I think it's way more no. than 20, way less than no. 80. Because you've you got to remember there's kids, and then the parents of the kids. Those right, are the you audience. have to understand how smart the kids are, that all they have to do is hear a guy's name, and they go on a Wikipedia, and they find out matches, and they see all the old things, and they follow his career all the way up. Kids are easier to be able to turn into the smart marks that we are now, a lot younger. Because but a lot of those kids so much going on YouTube and wrestlers. 
they're going on YouTube and watching, uh, watching you know, Jess of the Laser, and they're going on on their computer and playing Fortnite, and they're going on and 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 playing Call of Duty. They're not going on and you know going deep into wrestling because that's not they don't like they're not all in on wrestling. It's something they like to watch. That's it. You know what I mean? It not everybody goes as deep into it as we do. We are the smart marks. We're the crazies. We're the over the top fans. We're not the ones that make the company money. We are not. The ones that make the company money are the other people. That's why they don't cater to us. The casual. I would argue that we are the ones that make WWE I money. I completely Be- agree with you on that. Be- well, we're Be- the ones buying belts. Because we're like we're just going to keep watching no matter tickets. the stupid shit they put out in front of us. We're going to keep watching. I can keep subscribing to the network. Like, no matter the stupid shit Vince puts in front of me, I still pay him $10 like, a month like, to watch like, stuff. And belts and all that stuff and have the network as well. All the nine-year-olds out there that get all that stuff and bought for them as well and, and have their, 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 their action figures and all that stuff. Those, that's the dollars and cents. That 100% is the dollars and cents in, in how that company moves forward. It's not us buying a belt here and there and a, and a couple T-shirts here and there. We're such a small percentage of the audience. But those are the but, kids. But here's are... the thing. Yeah, but uh, one second, Marky. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Like, yes, we don't make them that quick money. Those are the house shows. That's the merch. Yeah, that's a that's a good portion of their income. It's us that go to WrestleMania and make a week out of it and buy the access passes and the meet and greets. And it's the guys like us that pay that extra money to meet these guys, to sit and have a 10 minute chat with them, to do the access mm. stuff. To I don't know. I've to... watched a lot of the access stuff and I see a lot of Holy nine-year-olds shit, coming chat. through. We got way off the topic here. Oh, with, guys with, like with, us, I can tell happens. you right now. Yeah, you bring the kids Yeah, that's but, the but thing. The 35-year-old. I'm 35. Like, but you but you have to keep the nine-year-old interested, not the 35-year-old interested. Because if the nine-year-old's interested, the 35-year-old will still bring him. If, well, if, I mean, the, if, if, if the nine-year-old's not interested, the 35-year-old ain't going. He's not making the trip without his nine-year-old. Yeah, but here's the it's thing. not happening. It, it, it works both ways. It works both ways because if, if it's somebody like me and, like, my kid is two right now, but he's been watching wrestling since he was born. Like... He enjoys watching. He sits with me, and we actually watch it. Like at that point, like you're the reason that that kid's going is because you've like I don't want to say even doctored him, but you've shown him a different appreciation for wrestling. Yeah, you've made him a smart people. mark. It was something yeah. Dominic and He's, I used to. We bonded over that when he yeah. was a little boy. We used to yeah. watch the big guys every week. We called it yeah. the big guys back in the day. Yeah, yeah. It was some, me and my dad the same way. Oh, I watched yep. it with my father. Yep. Yeah. Yep. But but it, but. You watching it with Dominic is different from me watching it with my father. My father didn't know because back then, before the internet, before all this stuff, where like I said, oh, uh, Marty Skrull's contract's up. Is he gonna go there? Is he gonna go there? Like, because it's that, a different generation now. Right, the generation. That, that's my but, point. But here, my point. Now, the generation that grew up and lived the Attitude Era that turned us into this, and then the internet and everything, it turned us into smarter wrestling fans than maybe our dads were as we were growing up. Well, I mean, but the no, my dad, my dad hated it. The people that became it, the people that, that delved into it like us, not everybody got into it like us. There's people that were Stone Cold Steve yeah. Austin fans that aren't like us. There, that are our age. Yeah. There are people that were that were fans of The Rock that are but our age. But there's still more than enough us. of us 
to call it way more than 20%, I feel. Oh, that I, I, I think bringing... 20% is a high number. I a few years ago, I, I heard a stat that they that they believed it was 5% of the crowd was, was like the crazy in-depth fan like us. And the, nine, the, the rest was the 95%. So I went a little now high. Now I believe because the storylines are so bad. They've tuned out so many people that there's probably only... Like some of these brand new kids that are watching, they're seeing the no, flashy commercials and no, things. No, yeah. like like Coastal said, we, the the smart marks stay and watch even when it's bad. Like yeah, I, that's true. Still watch. Yeah, we still watch. Right. Like honestly, if Bill Goldberg came back at the Royal Rumble and I watched it, I'd be like, well, I guess I'll just see what Raw is tomorrow night. Like <laughs> I'm still gonna watch. It's like a bad train wreck. I'm either really into it because it's amazing, or I'm like, how bad is this gonna get? How awful is this going to get before I'm just like, nah, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm just thinking about three weeks from now when our reactions go through the roof and we see all these surprise entrances go through the curtain. <laughs> I will say this right now. I'm if listening. CM Punk comes back at the Royal Rumble, I will just, I'll have to mute everything and I'm yep. going to fanboy the fuck yep. out. There is yep. no way. Not a I chance. I don't think. If that 30 hit and I heard Cult of Personality, I'm going to start crying. I will say that right now. Oh, and I will we will all flip our, say, our collective never. minds. Absolutely, oh, we will. Say <laughs> I mean, what do I want some Cult of Personality to hit and somebody else to walk out? <laughs> no, honestly, I would stop. I, I might stop. I might Ugh. just be like, nope, I'm done. You're going to leave the stream? Ball, ball Heyman walks out. You're going to leave the stream? <laughs> You're going to leave dudes uh, and belts? <laughs> not before I drop a pipe bomb. Not before I have a lot to get off my chest. <laughs> oh, that would be like the ultimate, like, smart mark, like, slap in the face. Is some, it really would be. Uh, right. and, either some, and, Bro- and Brock Lesnar came out. Or, 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 I would throw up. Oh, that would be when Heyman would come out and introduce Brock Lesnar as number 30 entrant in the Royal Rumble. I, I would throw up. So, or it stops and it's like, ooh. Make it look like it was an error. Yeah. And that's it. So Bar comes out. <laughs> and then Cesaro comes out, and you're like, oh, fuck. So, Coastal, I mean, yay, Cesaro, I'm happy to see you, but fuck. Yeah. So, Coastal, fuck. I, I hope you took a timestamp of that whole fucking debacle that we just had. Well, not really debacle, but. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. It was about uh, two hours and 30 minutes in, and now we're three hours into the show getting ready to wrap it up. So you might want to timestamp that and get and get yep, that edited a for a YouTube half, video. The last half an hour. <laughs> you guys want good discussion? Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it got ugly for a time, but as always, folks, like we always do towards the end of these long debates, we're all friends at the end. We might yell at each other. We oh, might yeah. we might have a lot of disagreements with each other. That's the fucking point, though. I exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But for everybody we're listening, I fucking two cents in tonight. We're, How about that? We're the, shit, huh? we're the around uh, around the horn of wrestling. Yeah, and whether you're <laughs> listening dingus. or you're watching, that's how we operate. It might seem that we fucking hate our fucking guts, but in reality, we're just oh, giving you yeah. content, ladies and gentlemen. We're all you friends. should see when we all bowl together. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> I don't know. After fucking yesterday, I might have to think about my... Uh... Oh, yeah, I was going to congratulate you on the new high five, Johnny. Shut Ugh. the fuck up. Rough day, huh? Oh, my God. You know what? I... Okay, I went home last night, and I took every little bit of 
positive feedback I could give myself. And I'm going to be honest with you, even though my scores showed, well, to be honest with you, it really didn't because I, I had a couple strings where I should have probably scored a little better. But yeah. all in all, I took a lot more positive away from negative that way. And only because in terms of mechanics, I fixed my arm. Yeah. My ball, ball you just my, my, my ball speed was, and I, and I know Carrot will laugh because he, he hasn't seen me yet in a while, <laughs> but my ball speed has improved greatly. <laughs> very well, much facts. so. I bowled seven strings next to him yesterday. <laughs> fact. fact. It's a lot faster. The it's only faster than Brianna the, the only, <laughs> the only two negative things. Maybe you'll catch up to Dami soon. Shut the fuck Next up. Next month. <laughs> Shut the, the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. 16 ounce girls. I'm going to mute your ass right here, right now. I don't fucking care. <laughs> the two things was A, my hip, because I'm still battling that little fucking adjustment I did when I slightly tore my hip muscle, whatever the fuck that muscle's called. I'm still trying to fix labor. that. Yeah. yeah. And, um,. Just getting used to the pace because I'm not bowling in league. There were times where I bowled at my normal pace, and then there was times that I sped up too much, and then there are times that I slowed down too much. And, you know, if I had to take any negatives away, that'd be those two. But other than that, it was all positive. I, I, I'm i not completely down. I know I came in last place. I know I, know I stunk up the joint. Second to last. Second to last. No, nobody was worse than Chris Curley. Oh, well, either way, you know. I was just yeah, I was just busting your balls. Oh no! I didn't even see it. I just saw. I was surprisingly not in a a mood that would make you think that I came in second to last place in a tournament. Because obviously right. that's not me. But again, right. I haven't been bowling in a league. I can't bowl in a league. So whenever something like this happens, I have to at least either make an attempt or get ready for something sooner. And, you know, last second thing, bolt on, you know, New Year's Eve beforehand and just went through the motions and then showed up and stunk up the joint. <laughs> but but fixed three quarters of my issues that day. So no, you didn't I stick up I, the joint. You finished. Rob I, didn't I, even I, finish. I, oh, I, I finished dead nuts. last in the knockout one year. So someone's yeah. going to come in last. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, folks, that was a good conversation. We we kind of got off topic towards the end there, but it was no, good shit. We, we it's good shit. Like ninety, like three percent of everything <laughs> The Rock pretty much meant to yeah. the Attitude Era and to WWF, and you know, going forward, what he became and how he just morphed into one of the greatest superstars of all time. Some would argue maybe the best. Who knows? But we covered pretty much everything of what he had to offer and what he did bring to the table. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to conclude the first episode of 2021 for the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Checkcast. Yeah, guy. Now, Buddy. before we let you guys go, just a reminder, next week, no Monday Night War talk. Put the pause on the series again. <clears throat> we will have an interview. And it's either it 
it's supposed to be with Rocky Mountain Pro, well, one of Rocky Mountain Pro's talent. We do not know the name of this person yet. I will find out, hopefully, tomorrow. That's the idea. I, I'm actually probably going to email him after this show. Mm. So um, we're going to have a mystery partner. Well, next week's uh, show. Mystery, mystery guest. Mystery guest. Mystery guest. I, guess. Can, uh, I can title that. X-Division. I can title that, but we'll know who it is beforehand because mm-hmm. we got to do our, our research and shit with yeah. whatever research we have because this could very well be just a student. So we don't know. Maybe it's Al Snow. Who knows? <laughs> it could be Vince Russo. Other, it could be Mario the Moth. It could be Al Snow. It could be fucking Jumbo, Chongo. I'm not, I, I'm Atiba. not going to lie. I might, shit my, I might shit my pants if it was Al Snow. I Probably. <laughs> I'd enjoy, even if we had Yaden on again, I would very much yeah. enjoy talking to Mercury that again. Is, He's a great dude. That mm-hmm. was talked about. That is the last resort. If he, if for some reason Town is unavailable, he will join us again. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I love his setup. It's old school Nintendo in the background. That was pretty pissed up. Love yeah. that. Um, great dude to talk to. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, we, we a, yeah, we get to have a video game talk. The screen. Yeah, we could. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's next week, and then the week after that, I believe we will resume our Monday Night Wars talk. I will let everybody know who is listening on the Monday Night Wars topic after next week's episode is published. Um, As far as the show on Twitch, how it looks, I've already begun the process. I have already started coming up with ideas. For the new overlay, for the new starting soon screen, for the logo, gonna change. It, it's not gonna be a complete change. We're just gonna tweak a couple things. But overall, we're gonna have new overlay, new starting soon screen, new panels on the bottom that I'm gonna change every Sunday, as well as what you've been seeing with the avatar in the background. Um, and we're gonna have a new look. Probably within the next month, if I had to take a guess. Uh, so get ready for that. New merch is live. It's been live right ever since like the week before Christmas. The new Dudes and Belts merch is live. Coastal is wearing his merch that he just got. Mm-hmm. It actually came out fucking a lot better than it my own merch. Awesome. Let's be honest. My merch yeah. is kind of sucked. My I, I have to change my oh. merch around to look like that. But... Came out fucking awesome. How about the phone case? You got the phone case, oh, right? I do. Phone yeah, case right, too. Right here, right here. Look at that shit. Look at that. Really nice. I've dropped my phone a couple times too, and it, it didn't break, so it's good. <laughs> Love good. it. It's effective. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, is it two enthusiastic like, thumbs it? up? All right. <laughs> the sweatshirt's comfy too. Is it? Is it made with yeah. good material? Yeah, it's like a like a Hanes, like a nice champion Hanes style sweatshirt. Oh, nice. All right, folks. So that's going to be the plan for the next week or two. I just felt like Sable for a second. Like, hey, look at the merch. <laughs> <laughs> I will post a link to the merch as well on this episode for all you guys listening that want to check out the new merch store. It has. If it makes a fat guy look good. Imagine what it can do for you. Yeah, true. Hey, man. <laughs> it's got my merch as well as the dudes and belts merch on there. 
Keep an eye out for the new social media. I was trying to do that today, and Twitter and Instagram, for some reason, wouldn't let me do it. I think it's an email issue that I might have to create a new email account. So we might even have a new email account made <clears throat> for the do's and belts as well. And I'll and that that'll actually be another form of communication for all the listeners out there. If you want to communicate with us, we're going to be adding the new email that I'm going to end up creating as well. So, belts at gmail.com. There you go. That's probably what Hell's it's going to yeah. be. I like it. Dudes and belts at gmail. So that's what's going on for the month of January for the most part. Don't forget, at the end of January is to watch along for the Royal Rumble. And we are going to be doing the Lighthouse grading system once again after the Royal yes, Rumble. Will. I will be on at some point. My wife has to work that night, so i got to put the kid to bed. So yep. I'll be on at some point, but I will rank everything with as many lighthouses as it deserves. <laughs> or, so, that, or that Sunday and I will argue about. <laughs> yes. So as of right now, we expect Triple I to be back next week. We are starting 2021 off with a bang. I know I almost said 2020. Holy shit. No. Ripped to me all day. Have you guys heard of AEW moving to Miami, WWE 2K yes. League? I heard Posted about this. Posted in chat. I heard about this earlier. Apparently, they're going to tape the next, like, they're going to tape up to full gear, from what I heard, and then they're moving to Miami, which I can only imagine they're probably going to where the Dolphins play football, if I had to guess. But the Dolphins are in the doing... playoffs right now, though. Do they have full gear? I think. Right now, now. no, no, the Dolphins. No, that's why. But that's why they're going to tape at where they are now at the at the Jaguars' place. They're going to tape up until uh, full gear, from what I've heard. But why? Why wouldn't they stay at that stadium? They know that Jacksonville is is out. They've been out for a while. How come they're not staying there? I don't know. They want to move somewhere into Miami, I guess. Because they can have more fans, I think. Miami may be in a different district, COVID-wise. Well, maybe maybe it's just bigger where they could have more yeah. fans and at the percentages that they're allowed. Right. It's a more total amount of fans. Yeah. They're starting in February, so they can do Dynamite episodes, Beach Break Special, and the Revolution people. Revolution, that's what I meant. Not like Full Gear. Revolution, yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna tape a lot of that stuff all Bet, the way up there in in Miami. Better morale for the roster in different environment. Yeah, just change it up so it's not the same place over and over again for a bunch of there's guys a, that, yeah, that well, have been used to traveling. There's a lot of Brody Brody memories there too. Yeah, new face, you know, a new place. Maybe you don't remind you of him so much going to work. By the way, WWE 2K, welcome. Yes. To the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast. Welcome to Johnny Death Drop's Switch channel. Glad you found us. Glad you're a wrestling fan. Love to have you. How's it going? You're catching us right at the end of the show. We do this show every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, over here on the Sports Category. Oh, look at that. Thank you for the follow, WWE 2K League. Greatly appreciate you. Salute Love to you. There. Welcome to the Death Drop Army and welcome to the ever-growing community of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling Chatcast. Not only yes, can uh. not only can you see this show live on Twitch every Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but you can also check us out because we are on Spotify, iTunes, 
Breaker, Anchor. I'm going to pull a Rip in the Rack podcast, you know, a little yes. line here. Yeah. Anchor, Breaker, Pocket Cast, another cast, another cast. <laughs> another. We're on fucking all of them. <laughs> so not only do we have our content here, we have our content on all of our other podcasting platforms that the Do's and Belts is on as well as the YouTube channel that is going to be up and running by the guy on the top right that you see right now. We call him Coastal Crusader. He is here with us every week as well, and he is now in charge of the YouTube channel, and he's already got a YouTube video ready to go, and he's going to be adding some Dudes and Belts Chatcast videos as well on that YouTube channel. So we can't wait to see that. Yes, sir. We got some good content tonight to put up. So... Unfortunately, WWE 2K, we do have to let go and leave for the night. But we hope to see you again soon. We hope to see you next week because as of right now, we have a scheduled interview with one of Rocky Mountain Pro's talent. Supposed to be joining us for a nice little hour or two interview. And um, wouldn't want to miss that one. Nope. And we got... No way. And we're currently in the middle of uh, a Monday Night War series. We're talking about everything Monday Night Wars. And we also got the Royal Rumble to do a quick little watch along and grade after the fact. So, chat's always involved on this show in every With way, shape, or form. Pending. Lighthouse grading system. Lighthouse yes. grading system. I'm like, sorry. Patent pending. Oh, uh, you put the paperwork in? Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to. Excellent. Excellent. And WWA 2K League, make sure you follow all the social media. It's on the overlay right now. There is going to be new dudes and belts social media within the next week or two. So if you want to get all that information, just make sure you follow the Johnny Death Drop socials. And I will be posting the new Twitter and Instagram and all that shit at that time. I'm getting fucking tired because I can barely talk now. We've been on for what? Three hours and 15 minutes? All right, boys, we got to shut it down. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, WWE 2K League, for the follow. Welcome to the Death Drop Army. Welcome to the Death, uh, the Dudes and Belts crew. We also had another follower, Rowas93. Thank you for the follow as well. Welcome to the Death Drop Army. Thank you all for our favorites that always tune in the chat every week. We love you all, our community members that have been growing ever so dearly. And to all you guys listening on all the podcasting platforms, we thank you for listening to this one once once it goes live tomorrow morning. For everybody here on the Dudes and Belts, the OGs of the Death Drop Army, Sunday Night Savior, the other Jeff on the left, the Coastal Crusader on the top right, Rocky Pins on the bottom right, and the host of the Dudes and Belts Wrestling uh, Wrestling Chatcast, Giant Death Drop, we wish you all a good night. 2021 is going to be a wicked pissy year for this show. We can't yes, uh, we, we can't wait to go on this ride with all you guys. We thank you guys so much. Until next week, folks, as always, stay safe, stay classy, and I'll see y'all next week or Wednesday, Friday, or Saturday for my other gaming streams. See you later, folks. <laughs>